0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways
1: of making you talk. Yes, Alan, what do you want? Hey, Mark. Yeah, go on quick. I want to know what topics we've got tonight. We haven't got any topics. We don't do topics. We haven't done topics in four years. What well, can I suggest a new topic? We don't do topics. We haven't done topics for four years. We never do topics.
2: Well, I want to talk about the possibility of
0: the a labour leader it could be a woman.
1: Oh, dear God. Really? <laughs>
3: never seems to end, when you adventure lies just around the bend. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that's hobo style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down, until tomorrow the whole world is my own. We've journeyed far, but you know it won't be long We're almost there, we beat paid our fare with a whole song Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on So we
1: Tomorrow, you know tomorrow. I'm free to roam. Ba dum, ba dum, ba dum, ba dum, Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'm in league. You are.
4: Katie Boyle. There
1: we go. Who was Katie Boyle? A columnist, a, an agony artist. She
4: was a broadcaster.
1: Yes. She
4: was the face She had a bit of a nasally an voice, an of voice didn't she? No, she spoke I'm totally
1: K- posh. I'm Katie, Katie, Katie Boyle. Boyle. I'm Katie Boyle. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Late Night Alternative. It's a late night radio show unlike any others. We will not be um, spreading fear. We will not be spreading hate. This is, uh, you could call it a safe space, a Safe space, I suppose. It's just a fun show. Monty Python, the radio. We sit here and we talk nonsense and we talk about some of the smaller stories that you may or may not have seen. We talk about our lives and you are welcome to call in about anything you want. Although, I must admit, Alan's suggestion about the possibility of a... Well, I'm a bloke. So maybe that's playing on it, but Alan's suggestion that there may be a female leader of the Labour Party—it won't be. It'll be kissed Starmer. I hate to break it to you, um, but it I also because often oh, the, we're talking about it.
4: Often the front runner never mm. doesn't get it.
1: Um, you're correct. Although the front runner never gets it, and mm. who broke that curse? Someone broke that curse. Boris Johnson. Oh, he broke the yeah. curse. So it could be. Why am I so dark on that? Do I look dark on that screen to you? Do I look like dark on that screen to you? Me? I want to look. I want to look light and vibrant, I want to look hot, I want to look
4: power. I can't see! Doesn't matter, it's radio. We
1: are, I'm in a weird, I'm I'm a little bit manic today. I had a session with my counsellor, who's going to come in one day as a guest wants Ooh. to come in. Chip wants to come in. Chip wants, Chip's invited me on his, everyone's got a podcast. Chip's invited me on his podcast and uh, he's going to come in I here one day. i love that. Yeah, you've not met him yet, have you? No, but I've spoken to him oh, a Oh, he's a very nice man. He is going to come in at some point. Uh, Chip Summers, if you want to go and Google him, it's not just my therapy, he's not going to do a free therapy session, but i will be surprised if he doesn't charge me for it. But if you go and Google him, um, you will see he has quite some history. Um, but I was telling you, I feel manic today. And, and mania is not part of my depression, okay? It's normally just feeling miserable or feeling okay. But I, I was feeling manic. I'm going to say it. I felt like I'd taken um, an ecstasy thing. I had this, that my shoulders were tingly and my, the front, uh, the lo- lotus cortex of my brain, the front of my brain was like, Just on fire. Uh, It felt very, very peculiar. And that's unusual for me, guys. And I've still got a little bit of that mania. Partly because it's been a brilliant weekend. I did an escape room and we finished it with 16 minutes, 5 seconds to spare. That's right, that's right. In fact, we were so far ahead, me and my two boys, they flashed up on the screen after 15 minutes. Guys, y- you could um, actually take a quick nap and still finish it in the time here. We were so far. Four, five other teams were doing the same room as us, in different rooms. And um, they were all adults. It was me and my two boys. And we finished it first. We finished it four minutes before the next team Finished it.
4: This is what your third escape room.
1: Uh, This is my fourth, their fifth. Okay, so I love it.
4: Here's the thing. I love it. They're getting used to doing them now. We
1: walk in now, and we're like, um, what do they call it? Um, Not the the super viewers, the super... you know people that can walk into a room and they just know everything that's yeah, in there. They yeah. go, there's, there's three Chinese people, there's two black men, there's one woman in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and there's five... There's,
4: that guy's wearing a red hat, she's yeah. wearing a, a blue blouse. Take
1: it all in. We're like that. We walk into an escape room and instantly we went, that number's a different colour, that's part of a combination. Straight away! Straight away! We were in there straight away. It's a really good one. Um, it's, it's in Milton Keynes. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, uh, but if I remember it, I'll tell you because I would thoroughly recommend it. We paid for it. Don't worry. It was locked, locked in a room. Locked in a room. It's one of the best ones I've been in, in terms of you. as soon as you walk into the building, it's all dark and fusty and mysterious. And they set the atmosphere straight away. Um, and then it's the only one I've been in as well, where someone comes out in character and explains what you've got to do and what you've got to find. Oh, it was great. And some real. Really tricky puzzles in there. Um, And my youngest worked out one of the trickiest. It involved a magnet. We had a magnet and we could not work out what to do with this magnet. Couldn't work it out. And he went, well, what about this? Genius. Genius. It was so good. I love escape rooms so much, man. I want to live in an escape room. I want to set the house up as an escape room. That would be uh, distinctly possible, I would have thought. Anyway, so that's the show. If you want to call in, very, very simple. 03-44-499-1000. 03-44-499-1000. Free for most people, pennies at the most. You will speak to Amy. She will take your name and number. That is all. And she will give you a call straight back and you can come on. That's what Daniel did. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Ian. In
5: the first place, I would like to give you condolences for Velvet.
1: Thank you very much indeed. That's very kind of you. And I even think... you... It, uh, I it's th- funny, I, you, when, even when I think of her now, I still still feel a little bit teary. But thank you, Daniel. It's very kind. You know this
5: band called Velvet Underground?
1: I do, yes. Terrible band.
5: It's good, isn't it? Oh. Um... So, I would like to
1: talk about... Well, Velvet is underground now, except she's not buried. Velvet is in a box in her bed, in my bedroom. I
5: I know this band because I listen to Radio Paradise sometimes.
1: Okay, yes, you've mentioned Radio Paradise before. Velvet Underground are, it has to be said, Daniel, with respect, one of the worst bands of all time.
5: Well, you can say the, the same about Frankie Goes to Hollywood. You
1: could say the same, but you'd be wrong.
5: Do you like Frankie Goes to
1: Hollywood? Who doesn't like Frankie Goes to Hollywood? The power of love,
4: a (laughs) voice from above.
1: So do you know where
5: where I did go today? Um, Did you
4: go to Hollywood?
5: (laughs) I went to
1: short, Short Ditch. Ooh. I would have guessed that eventually, but it would have taken quite a few thousand guesses. I, I
5: went there to um, a gay market with the virtual reality experience. A gay market with the virtual reality experience. Yes, yeah, so the, you went there as like an enterprise. What's a gay market? Um, so I, I had the experience with the virtual a, reality glasses.
1: Virtual reality yeah. gay
5: yeah, experience yeah. Was, for those who just want to try it. Was quite good, but at the end I said, you know, I would like a game to learn languages like um you know I'm you see confused. the objects and you can learn vocabulary with mm-hmm. it you have to say the word for for what you you are seeing
1: well in gay like gay slang i'm so confused where There's where did this,
5: you go this app on on mobile on mobile i have an app called du- duolingo
1: duolingo duolingo,
4: duolingo. duolingo.
1: I, is that is that i i like her if you want to see me dancing yeah, with duolingo. somebody <laughs> yeah.
5: It's like Dua Lipa, you know. It's her real name. It's 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 a real name. She's
1: British, Dua Lipa.
5: No, she's not. British. She she's from uh, Lebanon. Yeah, but
1: she's... no, she's British. Is she? Yes. Okay. Dua Lipa's British. Kath googles it. Her he, dad isn't. Right. Yeah, she's, she's British.
5: Too young for me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I went on an Uber uh, ride. I went yes. On Uber ride, and um, all my. Uh, Journey. I was uh, explaining my idea about the international
1: postcode system using meter cubes. Oh yes, this is so just I remind. Could... Just remind the listener how that works, Daniel.
5: So you have an imaginary grid of cubes. that... D- Daniel,
1: just stay there one second. Maybe we should get Alan back to talk about female leaders of the Labour Party. Just okay. Thanks. Cheers. Yes, Daniel.
5: So you have an imaginary, gre- imaginary grid of cubes. Yes. All meter cubes, and. This grid of cubes encompasses the whole planet, including satellites and the whole planet, including the center of Earth, all the, all the planets. Yes. So each cube is a postcode location, and all cubes are numbered. So uh, the thing is, if you are going to sign a contract, for a property, you have a tenancy agreement, and you list all the cubes that are inside your house. O- all cubes are one meter
1: cube. Ah, so you could have several cubes inside your house. Wouldn't that yeah. just take up a, that takes up a lot of... Well, I tell you what, we've talked about this before, so let's, let's dwell yeah, so the knot. What did the he, Uber driver make of this? Yeah, so
5: the, he, he really liked the idea. He said, well, it's really, really smart. I really like the idea. It's very <laughs> interesting. But then... Get out you know what was a meter... Huh? I, I asked him, but do you, do you understand what is a meter, cube? He said, I don't know what is a meter, but the idea is great.
1: <laughs> he didn't know what is a meter, but the idea I, is great. I told great. him,
5: look, like a basketball player is, like, if he's really tall basketball player, is like two meters. I'm
1: going to be honest, I, if I was looking at the distance of a race, a run track, running track, I could tell you if it was 100, 200 or 400 meters, I do not know how tall I am in meters, I'm six foot four. And it, if I'm on the motorway, I will tell you that that turn-off is 500 yards away.
5: Do, do you know that one meter cube has 1,000 liters of water?
1: I, I and, know it now.
5: And it weighs 1,000 kilograms.
1: Holy Giacomoly.
5: So well, it's like hmm? 1,000 kilograms of water Are you still or we- 1,000
1: 1, liters of water. Yes.
5: That's one meter cube.
1: Are you still wearing the virtual reality goggles? Uh, you might want to take them off and enter really the real scared. world with me, and I was Catherine. I'm really
5: scared sometimes. They, they, they made me fall into into um, a precip, um. the Brexit. Brexit. Uh, That's yeah, how they did so it. So I was falling. I was fi- falling off a cliff. Yeah, cliff. Yeah. The precipice I was in the, the feeling the, the the creeps with it. Like, I thought I was going to faint or something. Mm. Well, Dan- Daniel, th- oh. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I could be, be a consultant here. for Uber. Yes. Because I have great ideas on how to improve Uber.
1: Ah, here we go. Now we've got a topic. How would you improve Uber? 03444991000. Give us your top three, please, Daniel. Okay, so the the, the, the top, do you prefer the, the topest one? The bottomest one. Oh, okay, the
5: bottom. So we have drones everywhere, isn't it? Like in the future. We, we, have- will have, we will have drones everywhere. Yes, it is. But the thing is, you don't need to, to have the drone go all the way. Like, imagine I have a package where I live here in Clapham, and I want it to be delivered to Shoreditch, right? Yes. So the, the package can go to Trafalgar Square, and from Trafalgar Square it goes to Shoreditch. Yes, sir. Okay, so the thing is, you don't have a drone that goes... From Clapham to Shoreditch, you have a, a drone that goes uh, into the top of a car, uh, a Uber car. All Uber cars would have a rooftop.
1: Like a land, uh, like a tiny helipad, a little it, H point that exactly, painted there. Like yes, a, an a, a airport. <laughs> an the, airport? The
5: Uber car would be an airport for a drone.
1: Oh, yes, now I'm in.
5: So the thing is, the drone would only have to go from uh, the door of my meter cube house...
1: Meter cube house...
5: Yeah, so the thing is, at okay. my door, I have a meter cube. Yeah, I so bet. Yeah, okay, so the the drone would pick my package at my meter cube. So sorry to everybody listening to this right to now. The top of the nearest uh, available Uber car. Yes, sir. And it would land the package in the Uber car. Yes. Then the Uber car goes to Trafalgar Square. In Trafalgar Square, the, the Uber connects with the cloud, and the cloud says, okay, now... This uh, we need a drone in Trafalgar Square Excuse to pick me? the parcel me. and put the parcel Uh-oh. in another Uber that goes to short.
4: View. Excuse me, Daniel. Yes. Why are we using drones at all if they're ending up going on cars? Why don't right? you just send it in a car?
5: It's more expensive. The the drone.
4: How can it be more expensive? You're having a drone as well as the car. Get rid of the drone. Just use the car.
5: No, no. The the car spends lots of of of. Um, the thing is. The Ubers are already uh, going. They're already going there, Catherine. What's your problem? So if
4: they're already going, just stick your package in. All right, Catherine. With your
5: um, your hands. No, 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 no. The thing is, this could work with any car. It it wouldn't need to be Uber, but Uber would be perfect for it. The thing is, you, you, you go to your nearest traffic light. Oh. Uh, junction. Yes. So you go to the crossroad. Nearest traffic light. Where, where there's a traffic light. Yes, Daniel. And there, there is a Royal Mail, uh, uh... Postbox? Machi- machine with drones. Machine with drones. And, and so the the drone, uh, you just put the parcel... Again, there.
1: I'm really, really sorry. I'm sure you prefer we were the talking about Brexit on in the Harry and Meghan. Sorry, Yes,
5: sir. And then the car goes, and the cloud says, the, the next hop. Mm. You know, it goes, hop, 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 hop. Okay. And... It minimises. I'm the, going the, to cut you off now. It's like the shortest distance.
1: Yeah, I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio across the UK online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The unicorn. Spoiler alert. The unicorn is Jake Shears. Uh, for a uh, spoiler alert for Mask Singer. I watched a bit of the, I watched the first, I had the boys over at the weekend, Saturday we had a lazy day, played a bit of video games and watched some TV, we didn't go out, because Sunday was birthday and we we had a big day planned, so I said, just Saturday, we're just gonna have a lazy day. It was great. Uh, but I did wanna stop watching annoying YouTubers, and so I said at seven, I really wanna watch, or 7.30 whenever it was, I really wanna watch, it was seven to be precise. I remember now, I was looking at the TV planner, uh, and I had to enter in the video code. Uh, remember that? The video codes. That was great. For people who couldn't set timers. But you had to have your clock on your video set. This is before everything, every clock was set by, you just turned it on, it would connect to like a magic clock. You had to set the clock. And then they had video, Video Plus, it was called. Yes. And you'd buy a Video Plus thing, and you had to set it to work with your video. You had to type and in the in
4: newspaper code. next to the sh- show you yeah. wanted to watch, there would be like a seven-digit number or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think later they had barcodes as yeah. well, so you could scan it. And you type in the number, and then your video would set to record EastEnders or something like that. My mum had that. I was the only one that could set the video recorder in my house. I oh, that was that guy. Um... So I said, I want to watch just a bit of The Masked Singer because it's a very popular show and and I just, I was talking about it on the air and I've I've not seen it. And I watched it. I have trouble with TV, you know, guys. I'm a very uh, bitter man and I always watch TV shows and I know everybody on that show. Everybody, apart from Rita Ora and Ken Young. So I know three of the people on that show.
4: Almost everybody.
1: Uh, Well, it is is almost everybody. It's it's three-fifths of the people on that show. I know them. I know them. I I could say hello to them. Two of them I could phone, one of them I could say hello to. One of them would say hello. One of them, the last time I met, he said hello to me. Jonathan Ross? Okay. I wasn't going to mention any names, but yes. He knows me. He follows me on Twitter and he knows me. Does he? Yeah.
4: Oh. I know his brother.
1: Okay, well, I know know Jonathan Ross. The least talented of the Ross brothers. Um, And I'm watching it. I'm always thinking I should be on that show. But I watched a bit of it and I had to turn it off. A, because I think the boys were bored. B, it was too shouty.
4: Oh, it was high-octane. Is it
1: always that shouting? Yeah. It's Saturday
4: okay. night! One of Take the- it off! Take it off!
1: I enjoyed that bit. It's when the the, tea, the, the fans are shouting, the kids, the presenters are shouting.
4: Yeah, everyone is.
1: I know definitely who one of the singers is because someone I know... Knows. ...represents them. And <gasps> and didn't say who it was. Didn't say who it was, but... It
4: didn't not say who it didn't
1: was. Didn't not say who it was, right. Then I was watching the first one, I thought, right, let's see how tough this is. The first one, straight away, as soon as he started talking, as soon as he started talking, I went, oh, that's the bloke from the Scissor Sisters. What's his name? What's his name? So I googled it. The bloke from the Scissor Sisters, Jake Shears. So then I go to Jake Shears' Wikipedia. And as I'm at Jake Shears' Wikipedia, he's, the unicorn says... He's reading it out. The unicorn says, I grew up on a small island and then I moved to New York. Jake Shears grew up on a small small island and then moved to New York. I'm reading it. It's Jake Shears and it sounds like him. It's the one everyone thinks is John Barrowman. John Barrowman is like six foot tall. Uh,
4: Yeah, he's taller.
1: He's a tall guy. I said that last week.
4: No, you didn't. You said he was really
1: short. Uh, Catherine, that's not actually true. The the fans, my fans know. So Jake Shears-
4: Yeah, you did, because you said something (gasps) about part of John is taller.
1: The fans know what happened what on this said. show. Like, the fans know what happened. What my fans know. Your fan will support you, but my fans will know. So, um, he's tiny. Jake Shears is tiny, about five foot three. And it sounded like him. Mm. It really sounded... And then, and then I put it on Twitter. Guys, it's Jake... She- Unicorn is Jake Shears. Thank me later. Some people went, no, it's not. It's John Barrowman. Some people went, who's that? And then some people went, oh, God, he'd never do a show like this. And I'm thinking... Are you stupid? The Scissor Sisters album, they were never big in the States. They were only big over here. American Band, only big over here, had two albums. Second one was a flop. First one, which was massive, came out 17 years ago. Right? He's not had a hit for 17 years. It's ITV, Saturday night. He'll be getting about 30, he'll be getting about 10 grand an appearance.
4: Meanwhile, Animatronic is doing Radio too.
1: Yeah. Oh, he wouldn't do that. He's too cool for that.
4: no. He'll be doing it for ten grand an
1: episode. Oh, he won't do that. He's too big for that. He's not too big. He's great. I'm not in any way knocking him. Sometimes it just doesn't work out for people, right? It's not
4: always about talent, guys. It's not always about
1: talent. Um, of of course he'd do it. Jake, you've not had a hit for nigh on 20 years. Would you take lots of money to come on a British TV show? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Why not? I can't listen to that first, um... Scissor Sisters album. Have I told you why? Uh, yeah. I told you why. I used to sit in my car getting uh, t- doing drugs. So you sit in my car doing drugs, uh, listening to that album. And it's a great album. It's a great album. But it just reminds me of sitting in my car, usually parked up in the Tesco par- car park all night, doing drugs and listening to that. I'll repeat that and the best of Public Emmys Limited. Can't listen. Those are the two albums when I really. Well, it was when I really crossed the line. And uh, I can't listen to it. And it's a great record. first one is a great record. Great, great record. Um, uh, so, that's my, my, that's my relationship with the Scissor Sisters. Apparently, scissoring isn't a thing as well. It's not a thing. So, that's misleading. Oh, 344 499 four, nine, We've covered a lot of ground. Lady Leaders of Labour. Uh, scissoring. Um grid postcodes and something to do with drones and Ubers. Excessive drone usage Rubers
4: mm-hmm. and
1: we're uh-huh. only 27
4: minutes into the show. We're waiting for you to give us a call on oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. i
1: uh, I'm feeling very'm feeling very inspired at the moment, feeling very inspired. A lot of things have happened in the last let me say four4 four, four, Geez, the, the last four weeks. All of this has happened. A lot of things have happened in the last four weeks. Some of it great, some of it awful, right? That's life. That's life. That's just the way the cards got dealt. That's just the way the cards got dealt. Okay, just the way the cards got dealt. Um, but I'm feeling like a phoenix rising out of the ashes. And the bad thing that happened to, to me, and Catherine was, was involved in one the bad, the bad kind of stuff that's happened has just, it's just fueled me. It's just made me feel stronger. It's making me so creative. This radio show is going to be, for however long we're here, is going to be the best radio show we can possibly. We can possibly deliver to your ears. 1.65 million downloads of our podcast last year. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Um, the Arias get get announced this week. The nominations. If we're in there, beautiful. If we're not, uh, or does it matter? They don't matter. What matters is things like saving Chris's life last year, speaking to that young gentleman we had on the show last week who was struggling with booze, and entertaining. You guys! So as well as this radio show entering uh, 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 Late Night Alternative 2.0, the other podcast we do, The Rabbit Hole, is also entering uh, uh, 2.0. For those who don't know it, it's a pop-up radio show where me and Kath go around the country in front of an audience, we record a radio show and put it out as a podcast. Um, Except we're going to stop putting out the live stuff as a podcast. You got one more this Thursday? Then that's it, right? We'll put bits out. We record all the shows. We're still doing the, the tour. We'll record the shows. If there's any gold, well, we'll put a little bit out. Maybe we'll, we might even go as far as putting 15, 20 minutes out if there's like a really strong bit. But the um, idea that we simply put out live shows, gone, is done. Yeah, we've done that. We've done it. It's gone. So what are you going to get? You said you're going to get me and Catherine, not in a studio, not in my house, with sound effects dubbed over. We might do that sometimes. Uh, out and about. Uh, out at historical sites, out in uh, uh, cafes, out in the car, out at Tesco's, recording the podcast like that. Occasionally we might have a guest. Occasionally we might go somewhere special. But basically, it's just going to be us having a little old chitty chat. That's the plan. And it's going to be twice weekly. So as well as the podcast for this show, The Rabbit Hole with Kath and Ian, twice weekly, you're going to get a brand new episode of our New Direction to uh, about two hours time tomorrow morning it'll be there Go to ACAST, go to iTunes, type in the rabbit hole, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, download it. If you went away to it, from it because you didn't like the live stuff, come back to it because that is changing. Subscribe, like, share. This is going to be the podcast that you want. Glenn, stay there, my friend. We're going to come to you shortly. 344 499 This is the Late Night Alternative, five nights a week from 10 o'clock with Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional.
0: Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I
6: hate alarm clock. Hate going to work.
1: On talk radio. I'm being told that Daniel's idea of... not the Forget the drones. Forget the druba Of postcodes being one cubic square has happened. right? But it's called What Three Words, but I don't know what What Three Words is. So could someone please phone in and tell me what it is? A couple of people said, oh, it's, it's already been done, What Three Words. And then it sent me to an app. I haven't really got time to check the app. So if you're listening and you know what What Three Words is are, could you give me a call? 0344 4991000 and let me know, please. That would be very, very helpful. Good evening, Glenn. Hey, how you doing? all um, all right, thank you, Glenn. What have you got for us? Funnily enough, I, I work for the ambulance
7: service. and um, we're sort of incorporating... This is nothing to do with what I called. Okay. But we're kind of incorporating the what three-word thing at the oh, moment. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. What What is it? Yeah. So, if you were... Imagine if you were uh, on the side of a, a mountain somewhere and, uh, completely lost. All you'd need was, um... If you got the app... Yeah. Um... You you, um, you look at the coordinates of where you are, mm-hmm. and each I think it's meter square area what? has three words to it. I think it's three so meters your square. App and your app might say something along the lines of um, car lamp toaster.
1: Right, so you can't see those things. No. Right.
7: No. So I'm and then
1: and then that. you call the emergency services. You say car lamp
7: toaster. What three words? And then you you say car lamp You're toaster. Joking. They put in car
1: lamp toaster and it will pinpoint exactly where you are on the side of that mountain. But those ah, but Catherine, say what you said. It's three square
4: meters.
1: Three meters square. Yeah. So Daniel's and this is where Daniel's is different. Daniel's is one square meter and the it's greatest, numbers. Yeah. Does it? I was going to I'm going to ask a really dumb question. I know the answer to this is well, obviously yes, but I'll ask the question. Does it work?
7: Well, obviously, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and yeah, people I are using so. people are using it now for the ambulance. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 if
7: if someone's Gosh. driving along a, a, a country road, and there's no road sign, yeah. and there's no you know no no road um, numbers. If you look on the app, and yeah. it'll, the, the GPS will pinpoint exactly where you are and give you the words um, plaster, uh, shoe, cat. And your phone nine 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 say I'm I I'm, I'm in plastic I'm at plaster shoe cat they'll put in plaster shoe cat and you will pinpoint exactly where those three
1: words. Oh, I, I, I think we're dumb. I think that's a sign of us dumbing down, isn't it? Because one of the 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 great joys and great fr- I know it's slightly different for people who are involved in an accident, but one of the great joys and great frustrations of breaking down in your car in the middle of nowhere is trying to work out wh- wh- whereabouts are you? I don't know. Um, and let me and you jog up like a hundred yards up the street yards. You jog, jog up a hundred yards at the street to see if you can go, oh, there's no street sign there. You jog back the other way. It's, uh, that's one of the joys.
4: I find it strange you don't use, you'd use something like that rather than, I don't know, the location thing on WhatsApp, for example.
1: Um, she's got you there. Um, um mm, uh. you know what I mean? <laughs> we all just collapsed. The guy, yeah. Yeah. I've downloaded it. So what three words has given every three metre square in the world a unique three word address? Okay. So now you can find precise locations with just three words and share them just as easily. Right. Find your three-word address. Okay, let me find out. Okay. Uh, okay, it's, it's honing in. It's honing in. Hang on. Now what do I do? T- try Entering your home... No, I want to f- find my address now. I'm here.
4: Yeah, imagine there's been a terrible okay. accident. Oh,
1: I found it. I found it. Okay, it's a terrible accident. I'm currently at drive return lunch. There
7: you go. So you'd call, you'd call the ambulance service, and they'd say, where are you? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking around. I can't see you. Hang on a second. You go on your app. You put in where you are. You say, I'm at drive whatever it was, lunch. Yeah. At this end, we put in drive you know, lunch, and we're like, oh, look, he's at Talk radio studio. That's what it says. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it says talk sport, but that's um, the the patron uh, in yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not a perfect. Thing. Wow, uh, has this been around for a while? I'm asking you as though you invented it. How did you come up with the idea, Glenn? Um, <laughs> <laughs>
7: we 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 were introduced to it in the NHS around uh, probably middle of last year.
1: Okay, well wow. this is this is it. I like and to keep my so finger living, on the pulse. Kind of fed in. Slowly. Like to keep my finger on the pulse of the latest developments. All right, Glenn. Well, thank you for that. Well, but that's not what you called in for. That no, was yes. that was just a little teaser. That was
4: an amused hey. boosh.
1: Uh, um,
7: this is really odd because the other thing I was calling in about was a teaser.
1: Oh, Re- you're joking? No, this is really weird. S- s- planets are aligning. Um, planets Glenn? are
4: aligning. Teasers, Glenn.
1: Yeah, but uh, well, no, I wanted you to, to
7: tease me because. I, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, by the way, long time listener, sixth time
1: caller. You, no, there's nothing, absolutely nothing for that. Not a thing. Absolutely, no,
7: absolutely right. nothing. So I, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but I'm a podcast listener. Right. And right now, I think I'm around May last year. So you've just seen Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes! A guy called Roger's just been outed for actually being able to see. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's still around, yes. Um,. What
7: else has happened? Um, your uh, your cat's killed a bird.
1: Uh, um, get get ready for a bit more of that. Oh oh, you don't. Okay, do you want spoilers or not?
7: So yeah, well, this is it. I just I just I, I just, just, just want to know. Yeah, you know, like like ten months into the future, what what have I got to look forward to?
1: Velvet dies. Oh no, don't. You wanted... This is it. This is it. You made the wish. I am granting the wish. It's not all um, wine and roses in the future. That's awful. Boris Johnson wins the general election. (laughs) (laughs) No. Velvet passes. Uh, I have, before Velvet passes, I get two new kittens. So for a period I have five cats. Oh,
7: Uh, oh, Oh, on top of the other two.
1: On top of the other two. Um... Would you like to ask us any? I tell you what, we'll, we will answer two specific questions about the future. Okay. Um, you predicted
7: that within three months beards would be out.
4: Oh well.
1: Okay. Can, right.
4: Can I tell
7: and, you? And that you were you were good at predicting fashion trends. Well, oh, but you
1: know, honestly. but you know what's happening in the real world because it's January the thirteenth. You're only behind.
4: In... Yeah, but he doesn't know about your moustache. Go, Go with it, Oh, he doesn't! Tell him! He had a moustache for a while.
8: No, really?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Disappointed! We've no. ruined his life and, with and velvet it... and the trench! <laughs> and um, it led to a Was lot of controversy. Of it? No, it wasn't. He, he did it because he felt like he should. Wow. Yeah.
7: What about you? Did you have one for a while or not?
4: I've still got mine. I, I we, This is it,
1: Glenn. You have opened Pandora's box and it ain't so pretty. You're allowed to ask one more question.
7: Okay, um... Oh, I had one just then as well. Um, right, the beard thing. Um...
1: It's a dangerous game to play, my friend. With all the wisdom comes all the responsibility.
7: I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, ask it. I, I, I Also, around sort of this time, this May thing last year, you had a little thing on one of your on one of the shows. You you had a bit of a rant. Oh, the breakdown,
1: you can bring it up, the breakdown, I had a breakdown on air. Uh, I, I, uh, any, any, any... Any more of those no to look forward to? <laughs> <laughs> any more of those, I could, shall I just jump to those ones?
4: What was your question, Paula? Oh, no. Sorry,
1: what was your question, Gleneth? And, 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 um, and did,
7: did, did Cass pass her bike test?
4: Yes! Hey! I did eventually. It took me a while.
1: Glenn, we, can, we are closing the door on the future. You have to go back into the past. Well done. That was fun. If anybody is like ten months or so behind on the pods... You
4: want spoilers.
1: And you want spoilers, we will answer two questions. Oh, it, how gutted he was with that information, though. He had a moustache and velvet's dead. You hit him
4: straight away with velvet, though. You should have saved that. No,
1: no, no. No, because I wanted to show him that you don't mess with time. Mm. You, I've learned that from so many movies. You cannot mess with time. It never works. For what you wish for. Yeah, he jumped into the future. No, 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 my friend. Very dark place. Paul, stay there. You're next. 03444991000. This is the Late Night Alternative. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio.
0: The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio.
1: 0344 Four nine nine one thousand. It's a phone-in show unlike any other. That we don't really—if you've heard the first call, someone who's been calling us for for nearly four years now still hasn't quite grasped the format. Let me remind you: we don't really do topics. Occasionally, very occasionally, we'll talk about something for a little bit longer than others, uh, uh, but we don't really do topics. Uh, we don't very often do questions. I've got some, some of the smaller news stories that I've looked at and we might talk about those. I want to talk about opera a little bit later on. I'd like to talk about um, the row I had with a gentleman in a broken queue. The queue wasn't working, so I had an argument with a guy because he broke it. Uh, so I've got bits and pieces, and then Kath has got some bits and pieces that she's brought along as well, but we don't really... Phoning up saying, what are the topics...
4: We don't really have. Yeah, what do you want to talk topic. about? Is the is the topic?
1: Well, let's see, Paul. What do you want to talk about? Oh, uh, I wanted to talk about. something ah. you know when I was on the board, Paul. Just to say, are you are you on hands free or something? It's a little tricky to hear you. Speak. Uh, I am on speakerphone. Is there a chance you could? Is there a chance you could not be on speakerphone? It's just not so great to hear you. Oh, so I can kick it right there till it's gone. Remember the, old, remember the old, remember the old-fashioned way when we used to hold a telephone to our ear.
2: Oh right, so to my ear. Yes, and and I'm am here.
1: A lot. I'm that's here. a lot better. Thank you, my friend. How are you doing lot, today? Better. I remember you, Paul. How are you doing today?
2: Mm, I'm okay. It's not too bad. Yeah? It's not too bad today. It's doing well. Okay, good. Relatively... That's yes, all we doing... can ask for. Very well. Yeah. What but, have you called him for? You know, when I was on that bus uh, ages ago, a little while back, and there was that Christian girl next to me, uh, and, and in front of me was that bloke dressed up as a woman, who you had on here, I think,
1: yeah, I don't think we did. I do remember, Paul. Sometimes you you you, sometimes you slightly confuse your imagination with things that have happened on this show, which is cool. But carry on. Yeah. Anyway, anyway,
2: the reason that the Christian youngster got upset was because of the the man who's a woman. Um, Person, he, she, had, well, he, no, she had such a large, massive uh, uh, aura
1: going around, it was quite A, aura, a massive aura, was it? Are you suggesting a, a, this a trans body. individual had an aura that was taking up two seats?
2: Well, it, it was more than... Was Pay for a, for a second ticket. For, um,
1: a, big, a big aura. Yes. A big aura.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and they used to chat you had on talking to you about
1: me. I think no, that didn't happen, Paul. That didn't happen. And again, I do remember that sometimes um, I, I'm going to say the p-word because I'm, I'm tired and I'm struggling to think of another. Sometimes I feel you do get a little paranoid that maybe no, we I have been talking. There we go. And in that case, you no, won't I mind do me have using it. Uh, yeah, you do sometimes um, think that and, we've been talking trying about trying you. Go- oh yeah, I had an epileptic fit. Oh, yeah. tell me about that. Now I'm in.
2: Towing Conc- concrete everywhere in this building is made of concrete. Yeah, right. yeah. So if you don't fit, you, you can damage your head. Oh, I bet you can and You don't want to have a fit had on concrete, had no. Fit. It, well, and I fell, jumped over the. I think I fell over the fence and banged my forehead. Oh, mate! Right.
1: I banged my. Did forehead. it as my mum would say? Did it knock any sense into you? <laughs> That's uh, what my mum would say. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt. Uh, I bet it <laughs> did. No, but I, I was unconscious of it. Oh, It must have hurt Paul. me. You've got to be it careful.
2: must have though. hurt. And then I, I, I wandered off, as usual. I do. Yeah. Right. And they caught. They grabbed They got me before I wandered off.
1: Good, good.
2: And there, there was a... The shirt was covered in blood. Hey. The showers, the showers... There was blood there. And it, my forehead... Ooh had a big mark on it. It, it. It's all right now. It's healing up now. Really. And I ended up in hospital, oh, right? Paul.
1: Well, I'm sorry to hear that,
2: my friend. So I was taking it off into hospital. Yeah. And then while I was in hospital, yeah, uh, oddly enough, I, I'd just woken up. And opposite was two people, one on... Um, uh, opposite me and one to the le- one to the left and I thought well the one to the left looks a bit like Jesus and then oh, one gosh. to the right looks a bit like God even though they're the same person really yeah He's
1: Jesus God, God the, the God Holy, Holy Spirit God, right? oh, Yeah.
2: now uh, and then then this happened go right? on quickly all these blokes they did, they died
1: flipping out. I wouldn't want to be in that hospital. You, Paul, listen, Paul, listen, Paul, oh. listen, it's really nice to talk to you. I'm glad you're okay. It sounds like you had a horrible, horrible experience. Rest, take it easy, and we will speak to you again soon, Paul. Thank you very much, uh, for your call. Ah, man, calls like that really, uh, stay with me a lot. We've spoken to Paul quite a few times, and, and um, he, he did say he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, you were the first person, I think, to talk to him when I was away in that cabin. Yeah. And, um... I really enjoyed your call with him because as we all do, first minute, 45 seconds, you're having a good old laugh. Yeah. Because he was talking about something that was very funny. And then as I, as a listener, I thought, oh, this guy obviously has mental health issues. And you picked it up at almost exactly, I think exactly the same time, maybe even a little bit before me. And I could just hear you totally changing gear mm-hmm. to go from, oh, this is someone that we can have a bit of fun with to, okay, well, let's sit back, let's see what this gentleman's got and how I can perhaps help him or you gently guide him down. I remember that. I remember, I'm always impressed by you, Catherine Boyle. Huh. But I remember hearing that and thinking, there we go. That's, that's, a, that's a class act. Because the easy thing would be to keep on laughing or to cut off or to whatever. And you just, you get 45 seconds in, you just totally changed... And
4: yeah, I think because he was getting, he got a bit upset about something he yeah. thought had been said about him. Yeah. That was what it was. Yeah. I think like, it seems yeah. to call and and at first you're thinking because sometimes people do get the wrong end of the stick, and you're thinking, I wonder yeah. whether that's one of these. Or it's a prank oh, hang or, on a minute. All yeah. ah, right, no,
1: okay. I could hear you literally. I couldn't hear it literally hear your whole demeanour changing mm-hmm. as, um, you went into a different mode. And yeah. it was brilliant. I thought it was one of, one of the best things I've heard on the radio. Um, Thank let's you. go to Tony. Hiya. Hello, Tony. What you got for us? yeah, It was the other night, it was,
9: when you were talking about the aircraft carriers.
1: Oh, last week, we... Remind me what we were saying about aircraft carriers. That, um... They're rubbish. We were at sea without the
9: planes. And they were that was it, yes. Yes. Yeah. It was just a case of... The new pilots have a proper helmet fitted to their eggs. Each helmet costs anywhere from 50000 to 100000 because the visor has to follow the eyes of the pilot.
1: So it's... Co- ah, so uh, the helmet... So, uh, 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 OK, steady on, Ian. Focus. This is 2.0. <laughs> so a new uh, pilot's vi- uh, helmet... Costs costs £100,000. I and get it, because it's like 60, computer scanning of the eyes. 000,
9: yeah. The aircraft themselves are so advanced. They're, um, totally undetectable. Um, the ship oh, was f- built around the planes, to be honest with you. Um... Right. Was, you know, the planes... But when are we going to get
1: the... We still haven't got the planes! Well, I can't believe yeah, I sound like yeah, Nick yeah, Ferrari. They're when they're are we going bad. to get the planes?! They've been tested.
9: They were tested just before Christmas. On,
1: uh, the new aircraft carrier. Mm. They had to be
9: tested in... And did they pass? Weather? Did yes, they pass yes. the test?
1: So we could go and bomb the crap, excuse my language, out of Iran now. <laughs>
9: yeah, we could, could. We'd is Iran landlocked?
1: Days. Pardon? Is Iran landlocked, or is it coastal? Coastal, I think. Okay, is. well then let's go and bomb them. <laughs> Let's go and bomb. Let's go and bomb. Hey, Tony, how messed up, right, not making light yeah. of this at all, back into serious mode. Yeah. How messed up is that thing about the Iranians shooting well, down that plane? It's
9: terrible, to be honest. That's it's incredible, incredible, isn't it? it, is it? they them saying,
1: no, we didn't do it. Yeah, we did it, but it was an accident. And now
4: it's turned into three blokes in a van.
1: What, three yeah. blokes?
4: The team that would have made that decision with three bloke blokes in a van. No, yeah, they but they the were still the, Iranian yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sanctions. Yeah, but um,
1: they made yeah, the wrong call, obviously. Well, I mean, God, you, you, you <laughs> thing is, we make the wrong call in this, we get a slap on the wrist or so we get an offcom. they exactly. make the wrong call, 176 no, people die. Mm. That's, no, a, that's, it, that's terrifying, atrocious. isn't it, Tom?
9: Atrocious. Yeah. That's why we need these new planes. That's why we need more weapons. The steps like that.
1: Yeah, we well, need...
9: they got plenty of weapons on them. Uh-huh. They're so advanced. The computer program you have got to be sort of computer literate to make sure you can fly them. And Tony, whereabouts very, very in
1: uh, whereabouts in Wales are you from? Nice. Nice. South Wales. S- say nice. computer again for me, please. Computer. Oh, I love it. I love the Welsh <laughs> accent <laughs> so much, and you've got a really rich one. That whole thing. About microwaves being called biddly bong. What are they supposed to be called? Piddly pong. That's not true, is it? I'm not sure. Do you speak. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm making an assumption. Do you speak Welsh? No. Okay, well, there you go. I was making a big assumption there. I do apologise for that. Yeah. Not uh, no everybody in Wales
9: speaks
1: Welsh. No, I know, and I, and I, I was being a little bit... Um, I was being a massive racist there, and I apologise. No, no. Um, but there's, it, the, the, the Welsh for microwave is supposed to be something like Piddly Pong or, or Piddly Ping or something. But I, d- I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. No, I've never you did. Oh, I, I, no. think, I think it's a myth. Tony, nice to talk to you. Thank you. F- How come you know so much about um, Ships of Death?
9: I just followed the progress of the ship itself
1: and okay. the actual planes. Nice one, man. Thank you, Tony. I'm glad you, I'm glad you gave us a call and you shared your insight. You never know who's listening.
4: No, and I checked it out because I thought, God, they're expensive helmets. It's true.
1: £100,000 for a helmet.
4: I looked and uh, I found something on Plymouth Live. A leaked video clip apparently shows the pilot of a UK F-35 Lightning jet falling flat on their face shortly after landing on the new Royal Navy aircraft carrier. Oh. Queen Elizabeth for the first time. And then a bit further down it says, everyone found it hilarious, and then some people said, those helmets are so expensive, £250,000 each.
1: I uh, did some VR at the weekend, raced against my, my boys, in which, popperty ping, thank you Kerry, poppity ping. But I don't think that's true. I want a Welsh speaker to phone up. It's supposed to be because that's the noise that microwave makes, but mm-hmm. I don't believe that's true.
4: Is it true that um, in Japan, one, uh, the word for one of the um, trains is Katakata.
1: No, that's racist. No,
4: no that's it's not. massively racist. No, it's not.
1: The word for apple is Ringo. Yeah,
4: I knew that. Um, but I know I heard that some of their words are um, onomatopoeia. No,
1: not true. Um, simply not true. Uh, uh,
4: <laughs> you don't know.
1: No, it's, I do know. It's not true. It's just simply not true. Um, <laughs> I did this VR thing with my boys. I think I've got. I've got um, my ears are damaged. I think my ears were damaged. I'll tell you why. Right. Tell you what, how my ears are damaged. Tell you, let me tell you about the VR first. So you sit in this pod and it was a race, right? And you're racing through this sort of like alleyways and stuff. And to steer, you tilt your head, right? And then the pod will swing that mm-hmm. way. I felt so motion sick. And i tell you why I felt motion sick. Because my ears are damaged. And I'll tell you why my ears are damaged. No one taught me how to blow my nose. I didn't blow my nose until I was in my early 20s. Didn't blow it. Didn't know how to. So I was sniffing it all in. Sniffing it all in. That, that does terrible things to your ears. Um, would sniff it in, would f- hurl it out, Broly. all of that stuff. Mm. When well, I blew my nose, and so I had, when have colds, sniff it all in. Or Ugh. let it stream.
10: Right?
1: Or just wipe. Just wipe. I would literally wipe. So you get a tissue and just wipe. There's no,
4: mm.
1: no blowing, forcing out of the mucus. Uh, we can't get in trouble for this. This is just like bodily functions. It's medical. not even the rude ones. It's is medical. And in my early 20s, I blew my nose because I think I'd seen someone do it in a film. I was like, oh, I'm going to try. I blew it. Amazing. Amazing. But by then, the damage was done. The damage was done. The first time I flew as a kid was at the age of 11. We flew to Spain, Espana. And the whole flight there, I was in agony. Agony! I was in tears. I was in my ears just agony and You've seen me fly. I'm, yeah. I'm the best now that I've ever been. But f- f- as soon as we start, as soon as we start descending, last 45 minutes on a long haul, my ears are in, in pain. I can't talk. I have to lean forward and have my fingers in my ears. And on a long haul flight, I'll be deaf, completely deaf, for two days. For two days, there's no amount of popping it or anything like that. Can't do it. For two days. On a short short haul flight, I'll be, I'll be deaf for a couple of hours.
4: I wonder whether you've got something. Just,
1: could you just let it sink in? Let let, let it sink in for Heard the fans it. a bit. Let, let it sink in. Just because th- I want them to take on the enormity of what I've just told them. You want them to
4: call? Pride I've had a of, life pride
1: of Britain. Long. I don't want pride of Britain. Actually, I want uh, medical advances in science done. I've been living with a lifelong disability.
10: Yeah.
1: Right. I've been listening with a life. I've been living with a lifelong disability, and I have not once. Well. Mentioned it. I've never mentioned this on air. Never mentioned this on air. Okay. So, I think just have. let, just have a silence, let it to sink in. A, the enormity of what I've said, Maybe. and B, the humanity of what I am. <laughs> mm. would
4: you Catherine. Like a, would you like a nice cup of tea? Yes, please. Okay.
1: I would actually, thank you. But what soldier. were you going to say, Catherine?
4: I think you've got something loose in your head. Mistaken, I don't know what the medical term for it just
1: is. Making a rude joke about Catherine having things loose in her head several times in her life, but I won't say it on air.
4: Wow. Come oh, on, my unit. My, my just are. making a diagnosis.
1: All right, Dr. Boyle. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. I um, just think
4: something maybe is rattling about in there.
1: Kerry, can we come back to you after the news? Yeah, sure, no worries. Okay. Oh, it's a man, Kerry, and I like that accent.
4: Well, or is it? Don't make assumptions.
1: Are you a man? I, I was born a man. And how do you identify now? Uh,
11: non-binary. Thank Boom. you
1: for... You're Told right. you. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. And you're right. I'm a it's dinosaur. 2020. I'm a dinosaur and I just got called out. And do you know what? I take it. I take it like a man. I think you know what I mean by that. 03, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, 344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. An hour has gone and we have learnt absolutely nothing. That's how I like to live. This, dear listener, is the late night alternative. There's no other radio show like it in the world. Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee, weeknights from 10 only on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk. I don't like food very much, you see.
12: Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire-up. I've never been with anything less than a man, so fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I've ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out of bay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan and a vine Cause I'm oh, the unknown stepman and make Eastwood look so
1: fine Didn't stream any Twitch today, I will be streaming tomorrow Just after two, maybe. Just after two, unless I go back to bed, which is a distinct possibility. Wednesday, 11 o'clock. It's a busy week. Busy week. Wednesday, I'm going to a good AA meeting tomorrow, which I like. A new one I found that I like. I'm going to go back to there. And, um... Wednesday, I'm going to be streaming at 11 in the morning. and Thursday, i got to go to the doctors and get a repeat prescription. But apart from that, you know, this is how it goes. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number, the late night alternative, weeknights from 10, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. You can call us about anything you want. And we were just about to speak to our good friend, Kerry. Good evening, Kerry.
11: So, my, um, so that's my coffee.
1: Excellent Welsh language, which I don't speak any of. Do you speak any of it, Catherine?
4: Only like burra da, burra da, nos da.
11: Nos da, Yeah, I heard you a few weeks ago. You said something like nostra cariad. I did. It was really, really good. Thank and you. And I thought, wow. Thank you. You speak Welsh. Thanks, courtesy of see,
4: have have my friend that. Andrew Jones. Used to say it. It's a. It's, oh,
11: I know
1: Andrew. <laughs> of course you do.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great
1: language, and I don't. Um, I don't know any of it. Uh, what is now? Okay, we are speaking... English is a Latin language, right? In yeah. that it comes from Latin. C- yeah. C- C- Kerry, first of all, let's ask you. What is... What does Welsh come from?
11: Was well, it's a Celtic yeah. language. Celtics, um, is it?
1: Okay, of course it is. Uh,
11: okay. Which is like, Brita- uh, you know, like, Britannic language, like yeah. Brittany on the coast of France and but, uh, Cornish. But and you Cornwall. guys are the
4: originals.
11: We say you say the originals, but the Celts all came from Iberia anyway.
4: Well, um, okay, so
1: yeah. Why... Why bother? And that sounds like a flippant question. It slightly is tongue-in-cheek, why bother? But there's also a, a seriousness in it. Why bother learning Welsh, man?
11: Well, why bother learning any other language other than English?
1: Um, well, I mean, it could be argued. Uh, listen, I'm not doing one of those stir in the pot, because that's, you know, my job. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm asking questions that, so, you know, be cool. But it, it could be argued that Welsh and Greek and a couple of other language languages are, are dying. They're, they're dying, you know, and the, the numbers are diminishing. And it's, you know, if you go, French is everywhere because of the colonies. Obviously, English is everywhere. There's a lot of Spanish all around the world. Welsh, you know, we've had two Welsh callers on tonight, and only one of them speaks Welsh.
11: Well, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Wales was uh, England's first colony. And uh, over the last... God knows how many hundreds of years they've managed to hammer down the Welsh language. Um, It's the colonial thing, uh, where, you know, the English went around the whole world and tried to get rid of other languages. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know.
1: I totally...
4: Kids kids got punished in school, didn't they, for speaking Welsh? So you would have to wear a Welsh knot.
11: My gran got punished in school. No. uh, Yes, she did. Um, She deserved it. No. Uh, (laughs) no, um,
1: (laughs) What happened? What did she... she So she was speaking in Welsh. What happened to her?
11: so basically there was the welsh knot which was i can't remember if it was around your neck or on your wrist that uh if you spoke welsh you got the welsh knot and the next child who spoke welsh they got the welsh knot and then at the end of the day whoever had the welsh knot got beat and got st- struck um, heck, so what well, you know so nobody wanted the welsh knot so nobody would speak welsh unless you know like jimmy jones he'd say something in welsh and then he'd get beaten up by the end of the day by the teacher um, And it's just like the propaganda that's just spread it around, say that it was just a language that only the commoners would speak, and you don't want to speak Welsh. So now, unfortunately, a lot of the South Walesians so and some North Wales don't speak Welsh.
1: So, are people learning Welsh? I guess there's loads of different reasons, and but are they part? Is it partly two fingers up at the English? Is it a tribute to like people like your grandparents? Is it just like a fun thing to do, or is it kind of a Welsh patriotic thing? I don't know what is what why where I'm from
11: everybody speaks Welsh right so it's nothing to do with the English it's nothing to do with our grandparents it's just a cultural thing Um, you know my parents spoke Welsh to me they had no reason to speak English to me I learnt English from the television so uh, when I went to school I thought cowabunga was an actual (laughs) word that people used that my teacher was (laughs) Confused when I started saying that, <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 a part of our culture, a part of our heritage, and we were very lucky up in North Wales, well, where I'm from, anyway, I'm from Snowdonia, and uh, you know, a very high percentage speak Welsh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's the thing: mate. there's also
4: loads of like <clears> old <throat> poems, literature it would be of course lost.
1: Beautiful, beautiful language. But here's the thing, right? History. I enjoyed some bits of history, right, but a lot of the history that I learned was about. Um, Jethro Tull and farming, rota- crop rotation and stuff like that. The exciting stuff was the conflict, yeah. right? Like the 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 Luddites. I mentioned Luddites earlier. The Luddites and the spinning jennies and all of that stuff. That was the exciting stuff, right? But it would have been. But but you're still taught that um, England is great and is and did all these great things. But Wales. I've been to. I love Wales. Right. I didn't, I didn't know this about the Welsh, not. I didn't know that the, the, the language was literally beaten out of people. They should teach that stuff. I went to Wales two years ago, I think it was, Kerry. And I, sta- and I just, just went, me and my friends rented a cottage and we'd go off, you know, in the day and just have a look around stuff. And I found this, um, uh, this village that had been turned into a lake because it was used as a reservoir for water, I think in Liverpool. So, yeah,
5: uh, Trewheldon.
11: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So to create uh, no, uh,
11: the worst part of that, though, uh, they made it so that they could give uh, water to the the, the citizens of the Liverpool, but they never actually ended up using the water as drinking water. They just used it as just water for other things,
1: like toilets and stuff.
11: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, and, the wow,
1: humiliation! Think... They flooded an entire village, and I'm there going. Nah, 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 nah. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. And I read, and I start reading all these things. And go, oh my God, this is incredible. I went and saw it, and it's massive. It's massive. Yeah, yeah. And we should be taught this stuff in school. I really think, right? Yeah, teach all the great things that that England did, right, and Britain did. Teach all the great things, of course, but. Teach the fact that we beat the Welsh language out of your ancestors. Teach the fact about uh, teach the facts about our involvement with slavery. Partly not to you know humiliate us, but partly so that we know how other countries and other nations see us in the world. Partly so that we don't do it again with these things.
11: Yeah, th- that's one of the main points of contention with a lot of Welsh speakers I know is that a, a lot of, of English people. I've got loads of English friends and stuff that have. Like you said, literally no awareness of but, any of this stuff because it's not taught, um, uh, and that's sometimes it comes across a little bit to us as ignorance. Where we have been trying to fight for our language, and then you know people just have no idea that it's happened, and because they don't give a you know yes, and um, monkeys and monkeys, yeah. But also, um, we're
4: taught but, in school about oh, you know how we were the um, forefathers of the industrial revolution, but we didn't, we don't talk about you know whose backs it came off. And the fact is that without the hard labour of people in Wales and people, you know, in Scotland and and people abroad, we wouldn't have been able to do anything.
1: I, Kerry, I, on behalf of all English, (laughs) apologise to you, Kerry, on behalf of all Welsh people, for our abysmal treatment of not just your grandmother, uh, but every Welsh person. Do you accept uh, our apology? <laughs>
11: oh. I, I can't speak for all Welsh people, but I accept it for myself.
1: That's but one. I, that's I, I one. Called that's po- one. I,
11: call, I called in about poppy pink. Oh yeah, oh, go oh, on. That's uh, it's not.
1: supposed to mean microwave. I don't believe it's true.
11: It, it's not microwave. It's, it's, it's a slang word. Uh, the actual word is microdon, which is not as exciting or mm. not as funny. Microdon. But I can teach you. I'll, I'll teach you something, Lee. Lee Ian, sorry. Thank you. Um, <laughs> go on. The Welsh word for jellyfish. Oh, Welsh jellyfish. word for jellyfish. I mean, go on. Because there's two of them. One of them I can't say on on air, but no. I'll teach you the one I can. Yeah. It's Piscoddin wibbly wobbly.
1: <laughs> Shut the front door. You are. Why are you like? Is this your revenge? To um. No, no, it's true. It's, it's true. It's, so I can teach you the other one as well. It's pis-
4: right. piscodin wibbly wobbly. So pisca pe- like pet like pet. Like from the, what is it, Greek? Fish. F- for fish.
11: fish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But P- Scotland, Wibbly Wobbly. Oh. Wibbly Wobbly from the English. Okay, yeah. well, is the, <laughs> other,
1: is the other one like a swear word? Say again? Is, you're saying there's one that you can't say, is it a swear oh, word? Oh, I bet I know why. Um yeah, it is a swear word,
11: but it's a Welsh swear word. So it might not be that bad on English.
1: We, which? what would be the English equivalent? What, what would the first letter of the English equivalent be? C...
4: <laughs> goodbye, Goodbye, Kerry!
1: <laughs> goodbye, Kerry! That's how the Welsh exact I mean, their
4: revenge! They are very annoying fish, no. but I don't think we can call F- them that. I was
1: say they're very annoying people. <laughs> no. No, Kerry, that's how he exacts his revenge by, um, the, yes, the Welsh language is rising and I will drop sea bombs on your show. Thank you, mate, I, I appreciate that. do you know, I where know I anything. About,
4: do you know where I learned about the Welsh knot? Go on. Horrible histories.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. Don't know anything about it. Never, the first time I've heard that phrase. Isn't it mad?
4: They did a similar thing in the Basque Country. The Spanish did,
1: of course. Yeah, though, of course. I'm, I, you see, I'm probably more aware of that than I am of the Welsh. Here's the thing, right? I loved history. I loved the, the English history, but there were some massive chunk, boring chunks. That whole thing about crop rotation—that was like a term. Yeah, that was a term that- about crop. Tiny, t- tiny Tim's winkle bends greatly every cold year. That means toll, Towns End, and then I can't remember were farm, uh, agricultural patro- cultural people. And it
4: was in a flipping boring book, and it was a precursor to. The industrial revolution didn't we do well but yep. no mention whatsoever of the fact where the cotton came from for example or no, where there was the none coal we came had poor from
1: ha- we talked about poor houses workhouses sorry. but yeah there's none of that none of that at all I'll tell you
4: something when i went to georgia i went to a, a mill museum where they were talking about the cotton trade not one mention of the people out in the fields not one
1: Wow. Loads of photographs of white folks in the factory. Wow. Nothing. Oh, man. But then you you
4: look out the window, and there's where all the people lived, in these kind of, what they call shotgun shacks, because they call shotgun shacks because the back door is directly behind the front door so you could shoot a shotgun through Here's the
1: thing. the, 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 The last 15 minutes of this show, the people that hate this show, the last 15 minutes is why they hate it, right? Because it's too middle class people trying to understand other people's lives that's basically what the show is actually it's two people trying to understand other people's lives okay and they will consider that the most woke do good all of that rubbish right
4: what's the alternative
1: yeah, well the alter- i think we know what the alternative don't but grow we're not allowed up from to 12. say it. we're not allowed to say it anymore mm-hmm. but philip Schofield's in the press today right because talking about the whole harry and meghan thing and he said to and i don't know the woman's name um, but a woman of colour. I haven't seen... Okay, no, it's something like, show me one example of racism directed towards Meghan Markle. And the reply was, it's not up to black people to show white people racism. And the fact that he is saying he hasn't seen any racism... Well, why would he? He's a millionaire. I like Philip. I work with him. He's a millionaire white guy... Living a very, very comfortable, and I don't use the word comfortable as an insult, very, very comfortable life. So he's not going to see racism every, day to day, right? And the fact that he can't perceive what, to me, is obvious racism. I think a, I think a lot of the criticism about Megan is her attitude. I think a lot of the criticism is because she's American. I said a lot of the criticism is because she's an actress. I do also think a significant amount of the criticism is Overtly, covertly for the main part, but overtly in some places because she's she's race, uh, she's she's mixed race,
4: black. I've seen stuff online, people criticising and suggesting that she's diluting the bloodline and all that crap.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. And it's out there. It's obvious. It's in the papers. It's on the radio. Right. It's on the telly. It's there. It's really obvious. And having you know Philip Schofield or Pierce Morgan arguing with people of colour that there is no racism is just... ITV, man, you've got to sort your mornings out because you don't know how bad... Oh, you're getting the viewers. That looks terrible. Two millionaire white men arguing with black women. There's no racism here.
4: But it's something we've been talking about for a long time, isn't it? It's really easy to jump to that defensive thing of going, well, I'm not racist. No, I don't believe it. Yep. I don't believe it happens, yep. right? Ask the people who are affected by it, yep. whether it's to- we're talking about racism, misogyny, xenophobia... Homophobia, whatever it might be, before you say it doesn't exist because it's not entered your world, ask the people who are directly affected by it yeah. or who are likely to be.
1: Yeah. This
4: Don't whole... tell them it's not real.
1: We'll talk a little bit about Harry and Meghan in a bit. There's, um... Burrell's come out of the woodwork. Has he? Yeah. took his time, didn't he? barrels come out. There's, um... There's a guy, uh... Like a... Like an SAS man who says that that soldiers are really angry with Harry for what he's... T- oh, God. Like, like, like I was jokingly there, saying I speak for all English people and Kerry speaks for all Welsh people. It's a joke. This guy don't speak for the... This guy don't speak for the army. And also, got, so what? I don't care what you think. Two-page spread. We'll find it. It's in, um, uh, it's in the sun, actually. Two-page spread. Who cares what that guy thinks?
4: What about the people of Sussex who are now potentially leaderless? <laughs> what if the neighbouring counties encroach?
1: Uh, and then this is what you get, right? This is what you get. Here we go. From James Barnett. This is what you get. Right. This is what we're dealing with. I say this with no comment. We're going to throw to the break. James Barnett. Tweeted at Talk Radio. <laughs> Do you know what's coming? Can you guess what about yeah. racism? Have a guess. Um, it's about racism and about what we can and can't say.
4: Can't say anything anymore. Is he about to say he can't say anything Not quite yeah.
1: that. Why can black folk say oh. the M word but others can't? Surely that's racist. Hey
4: James. Why do you want to say the n-word?
13: <laughs> this is Talk Radio. Neon lit night talk
0: for torch singers, trolley dollies, and train wrecks like me. Oh, never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The late night
1: alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. James, instead of being a, a bell cheese, as you are, oh. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, ha, I go to James's. Uh, I go to James's feed. I blocked him some time ago. Stroll on, sir. Stroll on with your your uh, your baiting. Stroll on with your baiting. Thank you so much. Let's go to John, shall we? Good evening, John. Hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hey,
4: John.
13: Stroll on, <laughs> as you say. Uh, huh? I grew up in a multilingual sort of house. My dad spoke, this is going to sound really, really weird. He was Scottish and he spoke fluent Gaelic. Brilliant. It is pronounced there. My mom came from French Canada, so her first language was French, Mm -hmm. and I'm... Sort of a mongrel. <laughs> I speak sort of jolly, and I don't ever
1: use Gallic. <laughs> could you all. speak? Could you speak <laughs> it though? If you were suddenly thrown into a, a parallel universe where everyone else only spoke Gallic, could you speak it?
13: No, not at all. Oh. It was no, sort well, you of. Don't like a, I've got Gallic dictionaries <laughs> and things like that. Uh, but I can't speak fluent French.
1: You can. <laughs> but, ca- but do you speak, yeah, ah, but so you speak Canadian French, which is significantly different to French French. I mean, you'd be understood Canadian in both places, long. but there'd be a little bit of head scratching going <laughs> on.
13: Difference est magnifique.
1: C'est magnifique,
13: ah, oui, oui, yeah. yeah. français à Euh, je suis euh, tout en français depuis plus longtemps mmh. et maintenant oui. je
1: suis presque bilingue. Ah mais oui, Catherine, mmh. et, voulez-vous et qu'est-ce, que je, qu'est-ce que tu veux que
4: je dise Moi, moi, j'ai appris euh, le français à, à Paris alors je parle avec un accent plutôt français. Mais j'ai connu des, des Canadiens dans ma vie. Il y a un accent tellement différent, comme mmh. comme l'américaine euh, avec les Anglais, non
1: Mm. It's right. true, it's true. <laughs> and I'm guessing that's because the Canadians went to France, what, late 18th century, about 1750, the something like around, that?
4: The way around, the French went to Canada. The, sorry,
1: I'm sorry, the French went to Canada about 1750, 60, 70, something like that, and mm. the language that kind of just went off into two different yeah. branches. Like so the, the same Americans route, with but, us. Yeah, 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 same route, but... What you find
13: different. in France is sort of southern France is kind of the opposite of the UK, England, the further north you get in England, there we have like a different accent. Yeah. Uh, If you go south, which would be London, where you guys are based at this point in time, Mm. then it tends to be received pronunciation. You're right. And Paris is kind of like that. If you go down to the south of France, then it it's kind of the equivalent of we yemen he
4: <laughs> is they, they're, do you see? They, they're actually they 're yeah. actually a bit easier to understand because they don 't kind of it 's not as nasal and there 's more of a twang to it, and you can hear all the letters, yeah, whereas but in Paris the they kind of swallow is, a
13: lot the accent is very, very different, yeah, uh, but as regards Welsh, and there's this thing with Ireland about sort of like the Irish language being preserved. You know, that's part of, I'm not going to say the B word, uh, but it's something where you think, what is the point of that? The fact is, my dad learning Gaelic,
1: but here's something even, here's something as well, languages to one side, accents are going. England is, is England, I'm speaking England, is losing its accents and it's becoming homogenized across the, the, the country. Partly because of TV, partly because of travel, it's just people are
4: losing their regional accents. Accents have always moved around though and always changed. If you listen to, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Old English, it sounds a lot like Ringo Starr reading out mm-hmm. Thomas mm-hmm. the Tank.
1: Oh no, exactly, but. These are—it's all turning into one accent yeah. now across the whole the whole thing.
4: But do you remember during the nineteen, like sort of mid to late nineteen nineties, when young people started talking with an Australian up, what's it called, Neighbours. up speaking? Neighbours, so they talked like that when they were making a statement. Yeah. and do that you was know be- where
13: I'm going to.
4: <laughs> There's still some kids that talk like that, but that was because we were watching a lot of Australian yeah. soaps. There's
13: a question mark at the end. Dude sort of this sentence. Yeah. Do you remember that,
4: Catherine? Yeah, but it would be uh, a statement, so it sounds like you're not sure of yourself. Well, I'm not
1: sure myself. <laughs> John, listen, it's nice to talk to you. I'm going to move on. Thank you very much indeed. So the phrase, thank you for this, uh, Spurdy, the other Welsh sentence, the phrase for jellyfish, <laughs> translates as sea bomb of the sea, which I think is unfair. I would... Um, what
4: are jellyfish for, though?
1: I would say, um, what are the things with the black spines?
4: Oh, the uh, urchins.
1: <laughs> They're the sea C- bombs at the C- sea. <laughs> <the> C-
4: <laughs>
1: T- awful. Good evening, Alan.
2: Good evening, Ian. How are you?
1: Happy that- New Year. Oh, yes, sir. What have you got for us?
2: Right. I'm just on about this Megan and Harry uh, thing, what's going on at the moment. I think they ought just let be on their own. If they want to live the life,
1: let them live the lives. And, and that, that's the end of that?
4: That's the end of that yeah. argument. Cause... Alan, you're not an ex-serviceman, are you? Because I hear the soldiers are all furious, according to one soldier.
2: Well, I was, in, I was in the military, but at the end of the day, it's not to do with them. It's, uh, it's Harry and Meghan, they want to live their own life. They want to do their own thing. All right, the, the royalty.
7: But at the end of the day, if it was a normal person, there wouldn't be no, nobody saying anything. Yeah. He's
1: quitting his job. He's quit his job, oh. and I don't. I honestly don't get it. I, I get to see all of the tweets that are coming in yes. for other shows, and yeah. there's loads of um, tweets uh, calling them arrogant, smug. Uh, she's she's driven him to it. It's disgusting. They should be ashamed. Of, they, I want a public apology to the Queen. Okay. lost.
4: Here's the thing: if, oh, there, if their heart's not lie. in it, do you want to be paying them for doing a job they don't? They're not doing.
1: No, not really. They've
2: got their own minds, haven't they? They're, I mean, they've got to move with the times, haven't they, at the end of the
9: day?
1: I, I honestly do not understand. I, I, I do understand some of the furore. It's because it sells newspapers and it is getting listeners and viewers to TV and radio shows. And also, now that Brexit is happening, we've yep. got nothing to be angry about. Mm. We've got, I tell you what, let's be angry that Prince Andrew is still out there and hasn't been questioned by the FBI. If we're going to to be angry about the royal family, let's be angry that Prince Andrew, who said he would be questioned by law uh, uh, enforcement officers about the whole Epstein thing, has not been questioned by the FBI. Let's be angry about that. Not that two young people have decided they want to move to Canada.
4: But this taps into something. (laughs) This taps into all the patriotic stuff that's still hanging over from Brexit, doesn't it, this whole thing?
7: Yeah, yep.
2: that's all he does. It's just, it's just your, your papers, that's
4: all he's doing.
1: Alan, thank you very much indeed. Uh, I'll do that story in a bit from the, maybe I will, I don't know, I don't think i to bother to give the bloke airtime. I mean, he's a hero, he's guy's a war hero who, who, who's talking in the papers, but...
4: That doesn't so mean what? he's right about everything. <laughs> so
1: what? So what? You might as well get um, a postman doing it, no disrespect to postman, you might as well get uh, a bloke who runs a bank, you might as well get, it could be anybody. Could be anybody. What a world! Let's go to Susan. Good evening, Susan. Good evening. I thought good you good weren't. Good uh, evening, sorry, Stafford. sorry, Susan. I thought you weren't going to call this show anymore.
14: Well, I'd like to give it a try if you'd let me
1: allow you to, No, you if told you'd like to talk to you him. told James Whale that you weren't going to call this show anymore. I think you told. <laughs> well, um, you, I think if you let me finish, I think you told him as recently as was it was it Friday show that you told him you weren't going to well, call this show anymore. Yes, but did you listen to why the reason I gave? No, I, s- I switch off when you come on.
14: Okay. Well, you didn't switch off. To, you heard me call. So no, I didn't. didn't off
1: no, I didn't. I didn't hear well, you call. Someone told me. Someone the, told me.
14: The re- the reason I gave was because you don't believe me and you accused me of telling lies? I or? think you're lying uh, about
1: your boyfriend, yes. I still, I, still, I, still, I still don't believe you. So, I don't believe you. And also, you've proven yourself right. to be a liar. You said you would never call the show again. And you're calling us.
14: No, I, I want to call you about the gentleman who said he had a French Canadian mother and a, a Scottish gentleman father who spoke Gaelic, and I think it's rather wonderful. Great, I'm going to let you go, Susan. I'm going to another boyfriend you had.
1: Okay, ago. thank you so much for your call, Susan. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Another boyfriend she had. Okie dokie. This dear listener is still for the meantime talk radio uncut, after-hours
0: conversation for the up-all-night generation.
1: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. (laughs) Don't, don't Don't phone up other radio shows, be rude about mine and Catherine's and then say I'm never going on there again. It's Friday. May have been Thursday. And then phone up My radio show. Thank you to Pete, who is... I shouldn't have named him. I've named my sources. Or did we? It was Pete, uh, who grasped (laughs) her up. Thank you. This is the thing. I don't listen to to the whole output of uh, talk radio. Hey, I um, tried to make peace with Matthew Wright today on Twitter. Didn't hear anything back in return. That's fine. That's fine. Some of you may have seen. I tweeted Matthew. because We had a a, um, significant run in... Um, Um... Gosh, like two years ago, man, where I went on his TV show. And you know the story. I've told you the story so many times. And um, I'm really enjoying going to 12-step meetings. And I'm not doing any step work at the moment because my sponsor's away. But I'm I'm really enjoying connecting with uh, resentment and forgiveness and, and all of that. And I just... I've had a really good weekend. And I'm just want to get rid of any extra resentments i got and i realized i was holding a resentment around matthew and i thought i don't i don't want to hold that i don't need i don't need that it's weighing me down Uh, and that means that you know sometimes i might say rude things about him you know behind his back obviously and in conversations and just think that's not a nice way to behave that's not nice that's not nice and i used to get on with matthew before that so I just sent him a tweet. And I would rather have done it in private. I don't have an email or a phone number for him. I don't know how the internal email system works here. I'm certainly not connected to that beast. I, I suspect he is not as well. So I just tweeted him saying, look, I'm, I'm you know, you, what you did I think was mean and it hurt. Um, but I forgive you. Maybe that was the thing. I did toy with the phrase, I forgive you, because it, it can be seen as being a little... High-handed. A little condescending, a little superior. But it's the truth. It's. The, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for my part in it because I didn't play a part in it, um, unless Matthew thinks otherwise and wants to tell me. Uh, but, but I didn't hear anything back. But it was a genuine. It was a genuine attempt to, you know, hands across the water to try and get rid of a resentment. Well, no, it has succeeded, and I've I've pretty much got rid of that resentment now. So I would I would like a little bit of closure from him, but that's not up to me. That's entirely up to him. And if he doesn't, that's fine, man. That's fine. But. Yeah. um... I, 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 yeah, I genuinely wanted to make some kind of piece of the guy. I don't know. But if he doesn't, chooses not to, then no, it's absolutely fine. But well, I
4: noticed from... He was on this morning, last week, and I noticed that he's trying to sort of reconnect with... Get back into good mental health and good ways good of being, him. so... Well, Let's see.
1: Matthew, I wish you the very, very best of luck. That emphasised second very made it sound sarcastic. I didn't mean to. I wish you the very best of luck in getting... Sorting out your head and your spirit and your soul, man. And if you want to meet up for a coffee... Um, um, You're paying for it, but I would like—I'll pay pay for the second one. But I would—I would be very happy with that.
4: Can... Um, that reminds me. You're yeah. going to tell them about the uh, queue situation. Oh, so we're at this right. So So this is the Twelve Steps in Action?
1: Well, it's kid's kids tenth birthday and we went to an escape room Mm -hmm. and then Kath and her kids, we arranged it so that they would meet us outside and we are going to go and get some lunch and um, then we are going to go to an arcade, right, because our kids got on really, really well which is lovely. And we went to Five Guys, because my son had never been to Five Guys. It's quite expensive there.
4: And? Is it a thing or was it just a coincidence that there were only five members of staff there? There were only five members of staff. Is that the thing? Is that why it's called Five Guys? Genuine question, right? Have you noticed that? I've not noticed it. Okay. Check it next time. See, it was expensive,
1: actually. It was expensive. There were no plates or anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> for the three me and the boys, it cost 40
4: quid. I know. A uh, lot of chips, though.
1: Yeah, I did get a lot of chips. And I had great fun embarrassing everybody by saying to the kids, you know, one of the, one of the most fun things you can do is shouting very loudly in a public place. <laughs> and the kids are going, and my boys know what's coming. i like, no. I said, "Yeah, bomb cakes in the middle of Five Guys, or if an order, order number seventy-four. Thank you."
4: <laughs>
1: my youngest started copying that, yeah. but but they got they did get very embarrassed.
4: But when did they get freaked out? When I did it. Oh, when I did it, that, <laughs> when that I did everybody gone loco.
1: <laughs> All the rules and then are we off. went to this arcade right in, in Milton Keynes, and it's a it's a fun place. We've been there a couple of times. And, um, the kids are, you get points, right? Vir- you get virtual tickets, tickets yeah. points on your card. And if you get enough points, if you get enough points, you can get a TV. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you, yeah. You
1: only need 45,000 points to get a TV. And so my kids have got, now I've got like 400 on there. I think one's got 700. Your youngest got 500 tickets in one go just by throwing a ping pong ball down a hole. Yeah. And everyone, all the other kids are like, what? Anyway, so we're queuing up. It was an expensive day, but it's my it the 10th birthday. So we're queuing up for the VR. They've got four-way VR, right? So I'm there queuing up at the VR. Four-way VR. And I'm there queuing. I'm on my own, right? Because everyone's off. And I'm queuing, right? Three or four minutes later, so I've been queuing for a while, three or four minutes later, a guy comes up and stands sort of next to me, behind me, next to me. A minute, he says to me, are you queuing for this? I said, well, yeah, I want to... Um, want to find out how I get a ticket, but yeah, I'm queuing up for this. I was, he said, oh, the guy said, oh, I think you go to the front and buy tickets there. And I said, oh, okay. Something about him I didn't like. I went, okay, well, I'll just ask this guy here who was setting up the team in front of us. I, 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 I'll just ask this guy here. Thanks.
4: And then he went off, didn't he?
1: No, he, he no, he didn't go He'd off then. Been? He was there. He'd been. Right. So this is why I came three or four minutes later. So I'm there and this guy's busy setting up the, the thing this guy's queuing. And then Kath came, and then the kids came. And I said, and so we're there. And then I saw another member of staff, and I went over to them and said, what do I have to do to get the, the four pass on this for the people? He said, oh, if you go to the front, you can buy a ticket, and then you just come back. And I said, okay. So then, and this is why I said this very specifically to you, Catherine. Mm-hmm. I then went back to you and said, Catherine, I'm just going to go to the front and pay.
4: You stay here and wait for this.
1: Stay here, keep our place in the queue. Those yeah. are my exact words, right? Very... Very, very specific.
4: And this guy is virtually standing next to me. You
1: stay here and keep our place in the queue, right? Yeah. So I go off to the front of the shop, buy a ticket, come back. 60 seconds max, right? Get back. The team that are on there have still got four minutes going on the thing. And then I said to the guy that was working there, I said, "Um, I've got my my card. And the guy said, and this is where my whole world... Collapsed around me. It's like finding out I was an orphan. I was adopted. The guy said, "Oh no, that man's next." Pointing to the guy, and I, I said, "No, no, I'm, I've been queuing up." And Catherine, the kids are still no. I've been queuing. He said, and he just looked at me, and sort of shrugged. It's not his problem. He's a kid. And then the guy said, "Yeah, you went away to pay, and I've already paid." and apparently while i had been away he said something
4: the guy came over who was sort of supervising the um virtual reality and he said who's next and the guy went well i mean i've already paid
1: okay so i'm going i said it no, though i said yeah but I, I he said i've already paid i said yeah no but i I've, I've paid i i was queuing and then i left someone here in my place I went and paid and I came back within 60 seconds. I'm first in the queue. He said, well, well, um, yeah, I'm here for a kid's party, kid's birthday party. I said, yeah, so am I. So am I. He said, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, I was, I, I went away and paid and I came back. I said, yeah, so I'm really sorry. I kept saying this phrase to him. That's not how queues work. At no, at no point, when I was stood here for three minutes, then you came and joined me for a couple of minutes, at no point did you say, oh, I think I'm in the queue before you. You didn't say that at any, any point. Because if you'd have said that, I'd have seen that this game is five minutes and it takes two minutes to set up. I'd have put, done the math that your game is five minutes and takes two minutes to set up. So that's, that's 14 minutes, 15 minutes it would take. I might go off and do something else. Well, you know, that's just the way it is. And there was silence i and they're fuming. I nearly saw them fuming. And the kids are there. My kids are like, oh, God, here we go. And after about 30 seconds, I went, yeah, the thing is, that's not how cues. that's not how cues work. I'm really, I'm just really surprised that you think that that's how a queue would work, that the person that's been standing there first is superseded by the guy that's actually gone and paid first, even though I've been stood here
4: longer. At which point he changed tack. Yeah. He went, well... I mean, I mean, you, I, I can let you go first. Yep. <laughs> you weren't going to have that, because you were first.
1: Yeah, I, 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 and I said, no, 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 you go first, <laughs> but just trust me, this is not how cues
4: work. work. <laughs>
1: Silence for 30 seconds, my kids are looking embarrassed, Kath's, Kath's giving me the old eyes, If this guy's a jerk. <laughs> So but also thinking, please make this stop. Oh, you wanted it to stop—is that what you should have said? <laughs> but but also, silence, it was being enough. silence. I'm so surprised you think this is how cues work, because nowhere in the world do cues work like that, where the second person is first. I said that just doesn't make any—it doesn't make any sense to me. What? And it just went on, mm-hmm. and I was fuming. With this guy, and then I was then thinking, you do went
4: I off say? With the kids. Well, one needed the toilet. I was thinking, do I say, should we wrestle for it or something? But I thought, no, this is getting very, this is getting hyped, and I'm just going to step back. Well, then, so then everyone
1: went. It's just me and this guy, right? And then this, this kid, this eight year old, ten year old kid comes over and says, "Oh, Ian, can I get a picture with you? I loved you in the jungle." I'm like, yeah, of course you can, man. So I went to went event and I had a picture. And I got my phone out because I'm fuming, and I sent a tweet saying, "The only reason I'm sending this tweet is so I don't have to look at the guy I've just been arguing with about how queues work." And then, so I'm doing this tweet, and the guy said to me, he started chatting to me, does that happen to you quite a lot? I went, no, not really, didn't even look at him, no, not really. And then the clock's ticking down, and we've got a minute left, right? And the guy said, oh, you better gather everyone together, you're up next. I said, no, 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 you're up next. I was first in the queue, (laughs) but we've established queues kind of elastic in this place. They work under their own physics so you're next. Thanks very much. And um, then he went and he did his thing. And I'm there thinking, well, and I was normally, normally I was, I was was thinking, would I go too far? I wasn't quite as angry in my tone as I I was doing it in this performance. Thank you. But I was a little bit angry. I'm thinking, do I need to apologise to this guy? Have Have I just crossed the line? Did I, did I, was I in the wrong there? And normally, my my history is people either walking over me and me kind of uh, accepting it or me getting very angry and kind of overreacting. And and when I I get angry and overreact, I always have to go now because I've learned it, self-awareness. I have to go and apologize. I'm really sorry. That was out of order. And I was thinking, no, that guy was wrong. I know how cues work. I know how they work, right? This guy was wrong. I could have come down a couple of, I could have come down one decibel and I could have maybe brought it up three times instead of five, okay? But overall, I stand by what I said. Then I did go and have a little wander around just to see if he was there because I thought maybe I'll shake his hand or something, but he'd gone. And I thought, no, 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 I was in the right then. And it's the first time, this will sound weird to you, Thomas will come to you in a minute. It's the first time in my life I've had an argument with someone and genuinely, I've processed all the information, all the data, all the statistics, run it through my internal compassion and empathy computer, and gone, ah, eh, you were right. There's a couple of things you could have done differently, but you were in the right then. First time in my life. Wow.
0: That's progress.
1: That is progress. Then I went out and punched them in the face. Karate chopped into the windpipe. I didn't. But it was a real, uh, it was a real moment in my life of like, oh, okay. I can get involved in discussions with people and actually, he was, he was wrong. It
4: was, no was work. it was very, it was a very odd Very scenario. strange experience.
1: Um, Chris Noble has remembered a joke from the 11 o'clock show. You remembered it, you remembered it ever so slightly wrong. It's a good joke. My friend um, Howard Reed wrote that joke. And he says, it's one of my, my favourite 11 o'clock show things is when you said, because I would do these Vox Pops out in the street, yeah. and I would go, so I went to London, the, the people are saying that uh, Tony Blair is a terrible prime minister, so I went to London to find out. Then it would cut to a thing. I will, I will rephrase it properly so you can, you can hear it. He's got it quite slowly. One of my fave 11 o'clock show things was when you said, after a book had been written stating that Darlington was a, a prostitute capital, well, I went to Darlington... To find out, look to the monitor, look back to the camera, and it is. And that was it. And that was a great little gag. My friend Howard wrote that gag, and he didn't get paid for it at the time, which was very naughty. Thomas, stay there. We're coming to you in a bit. 0344 4991000. This is Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: 0344 Good evening, Thomas.
14: Good evening, Ian.
1: Thomas, what can we do for you?
14: Um, I need a bit of advice ab- about something.
1: You've come to exactly the right place. What is it you would like advice about, my friend? High school. Okay. Talk to me.
14: Um, I've been finding it quite difficult. Okay. Um, quite scary, quite daunting. Yeah. How can you come over
1: it? Um, so you started high school?
14: Yeah, started in September.
1: September, okay. I couldn't work out what month we I thought we were in, like, March or something for some reason. What are you finding daunting? What are you finding daunting? First of all,
14: just being around bigger people. And mm. In the movie, they always say it is quite as being like your people get bullied and stuff, and I was quite worried about that. And I've seen it, but I haven't. I haven't been bullied yet. You
1: haven't been bullied, yeah, which is good. And you may never get bullied. Yeah, or it may. I'm worried about? it. Yeah, it may happen at some point, it. but it hasn't. Happened so far, yeah. There's a very strong chance you won't get bullied at all. I don't yeah. want to say never because I'm not. Some adults go, Oh, that will never happen to you, and that's we don't know, we just don't know. So, but there is a very strong chance that it won't happen to you again. So, uh, but, 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 I, so are you still worried about the possibility of being bullied? Uh,
14: a bit, but.
1: Not so much. Not so much. Okay, that's good. Well, that feels like one thing, not sorted, but one thing we can just we can just pick that up and we can just put that over to the side and, and deal with yeah. that at a later date, if it indeed ever happens. So what are the other yeah. things that are concerning you?
14: Um, I'm finding keeping up with the homework and oh. stuff quite difficult.
1: Is it a big leap from the amount of homework and the difficulty of the homework from your previous score? Yeah, and schoolwork. Yeah, yeah. It is. I, I, that blew my mind, going from my middle school to my grammar school. And how old is high school? Tell me the ages of high school.
14: Um, what do
1: you mean? Well, how old? So you've just started, How old are you? I'm 11. Okay, right. So it's the same. Okay, I'm just checking because I'm an old man. So that, I, yeah, when I went from, I used to go to middle school, then I went to um, grammar school and that was 11. And it was just it was just like, whoa, man. What? How? Why has everything got so complicated over the summer holidays? What the hell happened? I felt yeah. massively out of depth and lonely when I went, to grammar school, I really, really struggled. it just it felt like a different world, and it's kind of was a big turning point for me because I lost interest I lost interest quite quickly um, Are you able to talk to your parents or your teachers or your people the adults that you live with about
14: yeah I have but I'm not really sure it's helped that much because
1: what have they said?
14: They say, just get organised
1: and you'll be fine. <laughs> well, in a minute we're going to speak to Miss Catherine Boyle, who <laughs> is, um, is, is organised, and there may be something we can look at there. That won't solve everything, but the thing I have learnt finally is that being organised can help. It, it, it can help having lists and orders and things like that, but it won't solve everything. It won't solve how you're feeling. Um, I'm going to ask a question which may be the key to this. Have you got any friends there?
14: Uh, yes.
1: Okay, okay. Oh, that's um, good.
14: They're in a different form. And I don't actually see them that much.
1: Ah. So you haven't got any friends in your form? No. Hmm. Have you... And, and this person in the other form, would you say that they are a best friend?
14: Yeah, there are several of them who are, like, some of my very best friends.
1: And were they from your previous school?
14: Yeah, they've been... I've been... Yeah, I've been friends with them
1: for a few years. Right, okay. Here's the thing I've just noticed, is when you're talking about them, you suddenly become alive and get very animated. Hang on a minute, what are you doing up at this time of night? Uh, I listen to your show. Whoa! Ixley on the isanlay! Okay. Um, okay. Uh, You became very excited and animated when you were talking about your friends, right? And so I get that they're really important to you. Have you got anybody in your form...
14: They no, not, not, not They're not as good. Friends. They're not as
1: good friends, but you can still have a laugh with them.
14: Yeah.
1: Good. The the person you sit next, do you still sit like two people to a desk? No,
14: because I'm not in the same classes as them. No,
1: no, I mean, but I mean, in your class, to, 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 yeah. You still, and, and the person you sit next to, do you get on? Um, a bit, yeah. Yeah, I've I'm, I'm sat next to some right old idiots in my time. I was probably an idiot to some people. Catherine, step in, Catherine. We all got
4: told off once and got put boy, girl, boy, girl, oh? right? And that was supposed to be punishment, but actually it was the best thing that could have happened in the end because it forced us to talk to each other when we hadn't before. Here's the thing. I didn't go to high school. I went to a middle school, so but I was the new girl when I was ten, so I kind of get that whole thing about being taken out of somewhere where you felt... Secure and where you were used to, and all of a sudden you're in somewhere that seems massive and new and you're lucky that you've got some friends but yeah. you, but you but in form time I get that you can feel a little bit like you're there on your own I got and I don't have any classes with any of my right no
1: no so you only see them at break time and stuff
4: yeah, yeah. here's what helped me because hmm. I used to feel really anxious about going to school from about 10, 10 to about 11, maybe 12. Don't think about the whole week, just think about every day as it comes. Oh, that's a good one. Because I used to worry about school. I used to see just a never ending stream of like homework and stuff like that. And I used to get, you know, very anxious about it. Just take every day, even if it's every hour when you're at school as it comes. And actually, that way, the time flies by a lot more and you're not making... Because I think sometimes if you worry about things, you suffer twice because you worry about what might happen. Like when you were talking about bullying and stuff, Mm. you worry about what might happen. And then if it does happen, then you've suffered twice. Do you know what I mean? Does that sound silly? Yeah. So be reassured that you won't be the only person feeling like that because everyone's in the same boat. And also, it's really early days at that new school, what, you've only been there since September, and then you've had that long Christmas break. Things will start to get easier, but just don't... Try not to think about it as a week-long thing, just take every day as it comes. Here's
1: what I get, Thomas, right, and it's really easy for me and Catherine to say, things will get easier, because we know they will. We know they will, because I've been there and Cass been there. Different ways, but we've been there, right? Um. Uh, and, and, and two old people going, oh, get better. Even though it's, it's couched in reality and truth, that isn't going to help you now. So, here is my suggestion to you, right? I, the Kath suggestion of taking it one day at a time is spot on. Absolutely perfect. Find the things that you really love yeah. and enjoy. Find the lessons, the subjects, the teachers, the, the, the things that you really love and enjoy throw yourselves into them, bathe in them, cover yourselves in them, Whether it, What are the subjects you really dig?
14: Um, what do you uh, like, really
1: like? Yeah, you, so I'm talking like an old man from the 60s, I do apologise. <laughs> what are the subjects that you really like? Er,
14: uh, Math, yeah.
1: English, Science. Oh, you're like my boy. Are you any good at maths?
14: Yeah, I'm in set one. For oh, those. mate,
1: well done. My son, my, my eldest, both of them, but my eldest in particular, really good at math. And I couldn't understand it. It was like going into a Chinese lesson, having missed the first year of Chinese. I just couldn't get it. Throw yourself into that. Thomas, enjoy it. Sit at the front if you get the choice. I don't think you do, actually, but sit, listen, pay attention, ask questions, answer questions. Um, Don't, don't be, never be afraid to put up your hand and say, I don't know what that means.
4: And on the friendship side of things, it sucks that you're not in the same group as your friends that you already have, but there must be, and you said there are people in your class you get on all right with. So... That's a good thing, right, that you get on all right with them. Don't expect them to be your best friend. You don't need a best friend. You've already got a best friend. Just, you know, take it as an opportunity to, you know, have a chat with someone else. And you know what? If you don't like them, it's fine. You've got proper friends. But um, I think slowly but surely you'll realise that not everyone's an idiot.
1: I remember what I was going to say. Thomas, I'm t- you, you like the show, right?
4: Yeah.
1: And do you like you like me?
14: Yeah, you're funny.
1: Thank you, man. And you trust me, yeah? Yes, right. I do. Well, okay. Well, I've been speaking to you for five minutes, 10 minutes maybe, and um, I have learned a little bit about you. Would you mind? And I'm very perceptive, as you'll know from listening to this show. I can read people and I get pretty good impressions of people. Would you mind if I shared what I've picked up about you?
14: Yeah.
1: Okay. Bad. You are very intelligent, very polite, very polite, very well mannered. I'm getting there's a little naughty vibe going on in there as well, but naughty in the good sense. We
4: all like to You mean he's normal.
1: He's like to misbehave. I get that. That's fine. Funny, wonderful soul inside of you, Thomas. You are a good human being. I'm going to say something to you that you may not believe right now, but I really want you to try and trust me, right? Everything's going to be all right. Okay. That's it. I promise you. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. And it's an old man, you know, telling you, I promise you, I swear on my life, swear on my cat's lives, everything will be all right, Thomas. Okay. Do you believe that? Yes. Good. Hold on to that, because it's true. I wouldn't say if it wasn't true. Everything will be all right. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'm a dad, and I have to say this, you've got to go to bed, man. <laughs> You've got to go to bed now. Okay, I will. Thank you. Everything will be all right, Thomas. Remember that I told you that, okay? Yep. Speak to you soon, man. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. There we go, Thomas. What a beautiful human being.
4: Yeah, same age as my daughter. Beautiful human being. Yep. Everything, oh, I remember that. That's tough.
1: Everything will be all right. Yes. 0344 this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk radio. radio. We have
0: ways of making you talk.
12: The Background to History, Part 4. Good evening. One of the main elements in any assessment of the medieval open-field farming system is the availability of oxen for the winter ploughing. Professor Tofts of the University of Manchester puts it like this.
3: <laughs> to plough in the winter, so in under, lent. So many oxen, so many oxen
12: Of course, there is considerable evidence of open field villages as far back as the 10th century. Professor Moorhead. <laughs> is not to say, of course, that the system was as sophisticated as it later came to be. I asked the Professor of Medieval Studies at Cambridge why this was. Well, uh, it may not have been a uh, a statutory obligation, but, uh, I mean, uh, a guy who's a freeman uh, was obliged in the medieval system to... uh, To to do boon work? That's right, yeah. Uh, there's an example... Uh, from the Village Rolls uh, in 1313. And I believe you're going to do it for us now? That's right, yeah. Oh, the Village
3: Rolls
1: Thank you, James, for treating me that. I'd that's um, the open-field farming system in medieval England by Monty Python. I'd forgotten about that. That is on the Matching Time Handkerchief record. A bit of Neil Innes in there as well, which is nice.
12: talk on the open field farming system by Professor Angus Jones. Some of the main points covered in this talk are now available on a long playing record, The
1: Renettes Sing Medieval
12: Agrarian <laughs> History.
1: <laughs> <laughs> first time I heard that, right? First time I heard that, I, I got that record for Christmas, and I heard that and I love that song at the end so much. I picked up the needle and put it back, right? To the beginning of the record. I think it's the first track on side two. And I'm sat there, and it, it, it I'm sat there and the it was play- It played something different. What? It played something different from what I'd first heard. And I'm like, what? This is nuts. So I picked it up and it played the, the something different again. And I put it back and then it played the songs again. It, it's genius. There were two grooves on the second side. So there were two different records on the second side. It's genius. The thing about Monty Python, right? TV series is funny, but it's a, it's a little problematic. There's a little bit of racism in there. And some of it's not funny. Films hit and miss. The first, the, the second and third films are great. First and fourth films are pony. No one talks about their records. Their records are incredible. I've got the whole set on CD, which I bought when I saw them live years ago. I need to go and listen to them, because the records... No one ever writes... Someone write a book about the Monty Python records and the Monty Python books, because they are completely unique from the TV series and the films. They stand alone. I believe they're canon, but they stand alone, and they're bloody funny, man. They're bloody funny. 0344... Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, Catherine, what have you got tonight, please?
4: We need to talk about Gwyneth. Yep. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh Good. Good. yes. Now every year she does like this kind of alternative Christmas list, and it'll be you know um, jade eggs for your. Um, for, I mean there is an obsession with um, with the ladies' uh, nether regions.
1: Well, she likes shoving things up there, doesn't she? Well, and
4: she and uh, she steams hers. And, oh, by
1: the uh, way, there has a warning has gone out. Can I just this is a serious health warning? A warning has gone out to people that are using toothpaste as lubricant. Yes. Did you see this?
4: How can that work? Do Surely we, it's drying.
1: We all know that toothpaste is used for. Two thing two things. One, brushing your teeth, two to get rid of love bites. Love bites. bites. That's all it is for. Do not it's a bit tight. You got any toothpaste? yeah. Whack that on. No, no, no. I mean it's minty fresh, it's gonna taste delicious. But no. No 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 no. So you would
4: think it would sting.
1: It would smart ever so slightly, wouldn't it? Yes. Anyway, sorry, carry on.
4: So back to that. Gwyneth Paltrow launches candle that smells like her foof and it's already sold out. So what? Yeah.
1: Smells like her very own It
4: doesn't. Uh, well, how do you know? Well, unless... Have you smelt? Katie Puckrick reckons it smells like geraniums and stuff, and I haven't met a foof yet that smells of that, unless you put a geranium in it. Um, oh, so the smell of
1: olives. <laughs> Don't they? Have I said something controversial?
4: The smell of olives.
1: I had some olives at the weekend. I thought, oh...
4: This, Smelt this before.
1: This, this is reminiscent of something.
4: Gwyneth Paltrow is selling a candle that smells like her vagina and it's already sp- proven so popular that it's sold out. Well, and it's, it's called, become a thing. Isn't it called... This smells like my vagina.
1: Oh, she's actually the title of Catherine's autobiography.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's £57. And, and I think a joke is a joke. <laughs> £57 <laughs> is a lot. It's been named that and it's sm- said to smell like geranium, citrusy bergamot and cedar. The description on the Goop website reads, and do you know what? She's winning because we're talking about the Goop website yet again. Yes. Even though none of us can afford anything on it. The candle started out as a joke between perfumer Douglas Little and GP, Gwyneth Paltrow. The two were working on a fragrance and she blurted out, oh, this smells like a vagina, but evolved into a funny, gorgeous, sexy and beautifully unexpected scent. That turned out to be perfect as a candle. We did a test run at an In Goop Health and it sold out within hours. Um, so, yeah, apparently, uh, geranium. It's a blend of geranium, citrusy bergamot, and cedar, Absolute, uh, just it's supposed genius. with damask rose and ombret seed that puts in mind of fantasy, seduction, and sophisticated warmth.
1: It's genius. Of course, it is. It's, it's, it's marketing. Genius, and we, we all laugh about her. Um, the, like what the eggs that she had to put the rocks, Jade, all of this stuff, but we talk about it every single time. Imagine if I'd invented um, a candle that smells like my penis, right? But well, you'd get front page coverage everywhere, it's genius.
4: And actually, how many of us would have looked at her website were it not for stories about you know the vaginal steamer? For I example, prefer simple and the
1: vanilla th- or white musk. <laughs>
4: But £33 for a toilet paper roll. Uh, She's got a Netflix series coming up. Of course she has, right? The woman is becoming a brand, right? And also, she's realised that people get... They get drawn to the the, um, website by these kind of kooky products, but actually there might be something on there that they would buy. And also, if you've got that money... It's hilarious to buy your friend a candle that says It smells like my vagina, surely It's, yeah. it's a gag that everyone wants at Christmas time For example, give it that's, to your grandma Let's just hope
1: it doesn't make you guys <laughs> gag
4: Her upcoming Netflix series that is named The Goop Lab Will give fans an insight into the brand Goop. And what the employees get up to Including orgasm workshops and exorcisms I mean, again, she's doing it again The trailer uh, begins with Paltrow asking a group of women who appear to be her staff members what happens in a workshop. Their practitioner responds, everyone gets off! Whoa. Scenes then unfold showing a young woman writhing about on a massage bed as she undergoes an exorcism. Uh, 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 Just before Christmas she revealed that she'd put a vibrator on her wish list. An advert for the brand said, do something for others but don't forget about number one. Yes, that is a vibrator. Gaze into your soul but also stare into the abyss. That is joyful too. I mean, Gwyneth is working it. She's working it.
1: Genius. Absolute genius. Um, let me just just put this call... I'll take this call. I'll take this call, because this guy comes and goes and comes and goes. Good evening, Mal. You're on the air. Oh,
15: is that Ian?
1: Yes. Hello, my sweet. Hello. 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 Yes, you're on the air. Oh, gosh. You did call in twice. Yeah. What can we do for only you?
15: Because, uh, only because when I called in the first time, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm very emotional at the moment. What's going on? Hell. Go on. i I haven't spoken to you for a few months,
1: okay what's going on for you now hell hell yeah in, in what what does that mean what does hell mean for you
15: every time well every time i, I in the last two years.
1: I'm getting an echo here. I tell you what, Mal, you stay there. Amy's going to call you back, and um, we'll see if we can sort the echo out. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it goes. This, dear listener, is
0: Talk Radio, unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee, the late night alternative,
1: with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Mal, Amy's tried to call you back, and it's saying there's a fault on your line, so if you give us a call back, I will take you straight to air, and hopefully the echo, um, won't be there. I'm a poet, I didn't realise. In the meantime, let's go to Stuart. Good evening, Stuart.
8: Good evening, Ian, how are
1: you? Ah, I've got an itchy left nostril. Apart from that, I'm fine. I had a doctor's appointment tomorrow about my sore throat. Today, I cancelled it, (laughs) because I'm feeling, I'm feeling on the upswing!
8: Ah, oh, you're on the up. That's a good one, mate. That's thank you, mate. We're, we're, we're all on the up.
1: We're all on the up. What you got for us, Stuart?
8: Um, well, basically, uh, I'm ringing to thank you, because you and Catherine, Kath, I don't know what her preference is. I don't know and what her preference is. I don't
1: even know what her real name is. What's your real name, lady? Catherine,
4: Catherine
1: yeah. is it? Thank you. There you go, Stuart. We sorted that one out.
4: Thanks for asking. Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to thank you and
8: Dave. Uh, <laughs> um... You are spokes on the wheel that have helped me reach out and oh. get therapy.
1: Hey, nice one, man. Well um, done. Go on, what's happening? What's going on for you?
8: Well, tomorrow's my last day. Uh, it's a eight-week program or whatever. Uh, the uh, yes, before, which okay. is cool. it, it, It's all good. It's better having eight weeks of something than nothing of nothing. Yes. So it's, it's all good. And the person I've been working with has been absolutely fantastic. And it's been really productive, and I'm very scared. Because, as of tomorrow, I've got no fallback. I've got nobody I'm going to see. I've got nobody I can go, you know what? I didn't do well this week.
1: Um, it is that, one of the that, the great problems. I mean, eight weeks is, is short. Normally, it's about 12 weeks. The... the um, Talking therapies that are provided on the NHS, and it's because they're so overwhelmed. But it, you, eight to twelve weeks ain't long enough. That's what you, you, you're just scratching the surface. You're just tr- learning to trust the other person. You're just building up a relationship, and then just as you start going, I can open up to this person. Well, next week, of course, is our last session, um, and I think in some ways that is, you say that it's better than nothing. In some ways, Stuart, for some people, it's actually more dangerous. Doing that because you ain't going to fix things in eight weeks. But uh, uh, have you made any discoveries in the last two months? I, I've
8: been given scaffolding.
1: Okay, that's a start. That's a start. Well. That's a start.
8: Is, you know, the, the the whole process up until now has been productive. I've gone further than I thought it would. I've reached. I mean, ba- basically, I've got um, anxiety agoraphobia the issue, which is, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, going to the supermarket, it's a big thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I get that. I totally understand. It isn't for me, but I know people for whom it is a huge thing, and I totally understand how, you know, what, what so many of us take for granted can be, you know, the equivalent of climbing up Everest or something. It, it, it can be huge. In the therapy, and I'm not prying, and you don't have to go into specifics, okay, no. but did you, start, did you start to make any discoveries about maybe how this behaviour started?
8: Only the... I mean, the, the big thing is that I'm scared of death. Now, obviously, I mean, I'm not sure if you've had an anxiety attack, but a lot of it, it comes down to breathing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and my big thing was I had GAD, which is Generalized Anxiety Disorder, in mm. about 2002. Um, and that sort of came and it probably didn't go, but it felt like it went because my day to day life was unimpeded from then on. Um, and I remember the biggest panic attack I had was it felt like my throat was closing over, um, and, to me, in my mind, it was,
1: you I'm were di- you were dying, yeah.
8: I'm going to die. Yeah. That's that. And so, it all comes back to that, which is, it's a, it's a big, sort of, yeah, I need to focus on the fact that I'm not going to die, I've not stopped breathing, yet. <laughs> At some point, I will. We all do.
1: Yeah, but, but you know, it, 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 it's, it's not going to be from a panic attack, um, yeah, I've had two then, in my life. I'm so lucky. I've only had two, um, but I do. I speaking to someone the other day, who had them a lot. Uh, oh yeah, and um, it is. You think you think you're going to die, uh, but you ain't going to die from that. Um, did they no, give you know. some like exercise, like meditation, or counting your breath, or anything like that? Practical stuff that you can do to either stop those happening or bring them under control quicker.
8: Yeah, it was more, um, it's, it's not the breathing side of it, because if I focus on the breathing side, which is my wonderful quirk in this, um, but that makes me worse, because okay. then I start focusing on the breathing, and then I am going to die, blah, 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 Okay,
10: uh, I understand um, that, yeah.
8: So I focus on the uh, more logical side of it, um, and I'm a very logical person. Brilliant. But when you go into panic mode, your logic disappears. Yeah. So when I'm having good times, I need to say to myself, this is the way it is. So uh, the, the actual phrase is something like, "I am still breathing."
10: Mm.
8: So when it comes to when a bad moment kicks off and goes, "Boo," I can go, "No, I'm still breathing. Mm. Still here. It's it's not happening. I'm still going." Um, but uh, I know this is your show, and I'll happily answer any question. But I'm willing to thank you because you and Dave, mm. you have <sighs> through your shows, ah, oh, mate. You have in you have uh, had such a positive influence on so many people that you are unaware of. And some of us have been blocked by you because we were scared of being a bell end when we actually Did I, Did I block you on did I block you on Twitter? You did, and I emailed you, and I said, look, I'm sorry, oh. it wasn't meant this way, that way, that way. Oh, so and we unblocked you. And you. unblocked
1: me. Oh, mate, 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 mate. It's fa- Here's yeah. the thing, there's no, Twitter is no, has no, no, r- t- no room for subtlety what? or nuance or jokes. Uh, and I got oh, your man. email, and, we, and I read that, and I was very grateful that you wrote and I was more than happy to unblock you. My pleasure.
8: Being, I, I genuinely wasn't offended that I was blocked. I was just like, oh.
1: I'm glad you got in touch.
4: But let me tell you something. As an anxious person, for you to yeah. notice that you've been blocked and say something about yeah. it is huge. And for you thing. to ring us tonight and talk to us like this is massive.
8: Well, I. I'll be honest, I'm ringing tonight because my wife's away at work, my two boys are upstairs in bed. So <laughs> I do.: Opportunity. And I did ring about three days ago when my wife was in bed because World War Three started.: Oh, oh yeah, yay. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, the last person you spoke to on the evening that all. I
1: could have been the last person I ever spoke to. Good one practical thing. What was, <laughs> what was, the, what was the phrase? What was the phrase that you used? You, was it you're not dead yet. What is it
4: I'm Still breathing.: Still breathing. Yeah,
1: still breathing.: Do you have still that? Do that, that you, do you, have that, you thought about having that written on a card in your wallet?
8: No, it, b- b- bizarrely there was a different sensory thing that the, uh, my therapist has said and that's if you've got a mint in your pocket, uh, for example, so like an mint, whatever, pull out, put it in the palm of your hand. Okay. All your senses, you touch it and you feel it's round, it's
1: yeah, yeah. That, well, that's it's mindfulness it's in its truest sense. You, 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 become, you become completely aware of the thing that you are holding in that yeah. precise second in time. My suggestion Either would be it, et my please. suggestion, get a little credit card sized piece of card, write that phrase on your yeah. wallet and put it in the little clear plastic bit that you see. So when you open your wallet and mine is, it's, it's uh, I think it's, I've got a Costa card. I was going to say a picture of my kids. I think it's a Costa card, but mine is, be, but in that little plastic bit so that when you open the wallet, you see it. And you read it, and it, it becomes a reality. That that may help. I don't know, but I'm just putting that out there that that might be a useful little thing that you can carry around with you. Uh, Stuart, thank you so I, I, much for for for. I, no, go on.
8: No no, 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 no. Yes, 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 thank you. yes. No. Yes. No, no, yes. Yes. God
6: damn it. Shit. Block him. <laughs> <laughs> block, block this piece
1: of joke. No, listen, seriously, thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for saying those very kind words to Catherine and I. We are, I think, over Christmas, we've both kind of had a really long think about when this show ends. Legacy is too strong a word, but the impact it might have had. And, and um, we are just starting to get. To understand how important this show has been is will be to people like you. So you phoning up and saying it is actually very humbling and very kind. I look forward to the next yes. call and then the call after that as your confidence and your self love grows.
8: Can I say one more thing?
1: No. Yeah, go on. Of course you
8: I'll oh, go on. <laughs> that that will follow on in the rabbit hole. But y- what you do there, it's it's different because it's not in your face covering this sort of stuff, but it's no. a really good listen, and I'm not sure if this is the right place to say it, but it's a really good sort of, it takes you away from the moment, and it just fills
1: yeah. well, your ears from, with joy. From this morning, Tuesday morning, you're going to be getting two rabbit holes a week, and they're going to be slightly different, and I hope you like our new direction, this one's called Jazz Odyssey, it's written by our <laughs> bass player, I got, I, we're going to be doing two a week, Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays, and it's going to be slightly different, and I think you're going to enjoy it a bit more, hopefully. Hopefully. I'm, sh- I'm sure I will. Let, let us know. Have yeah. a listen and, and send us an email and let us know. Stuart, it's really nice to hear from you, and I'll send you lots of love. Thank you both. Peace and love for you oh, both. Thank you, Stuart. Nice, Peace Stuart. and love. Why well, are we getting some nice people calling in tonight? Good human beings. Yeah. Let me go to Mal. Hello, Mal. Is that better? Hello, darling. Hello, Mal. You sound like, um, who is it? Charlie Drake. <laughs> Hello, my darlings. Hello, my darlings. Do you, you're, you're old enough to remember Charlie Drake, aren't you, Mal? Don't let me down on this.
15: I'm I'm 57. You're
1: old enough to remember Charlie Drake and then some. I
15: do remember him.
1: It's Char- I think I'm going to say Charlie Drake is dead. I don't want to bring it down. I think, he, I think die. he died. Maybe maybe ten years ago. Charlie Drake passed. We're going to we're going to find out.
4: me right, verify. 2006. 2006.
1: There we go. 30, 14 years ago. Mal, so you're it's hell. Now that's quite a broad description. And uh, Dave and George stay there. I'm going to come to you in a bit. Um, what is hell for you?
15: Um, Mike, just stay with me because I've got generalised anxiety disorder. Okay. And severe, I I don't like the list. And I can't even read it because I've lost my eyesight.
1: Right. But what is going on? Don't worry about anything that's written down. What is going on for you that is making your life so bad?
15: The fact that I'm never going to be able to see my son properly again.
1: Because of your eyesight?
15: That's one of them. Yeah. This all happened last year. Both my parents died last year.
1: Oh, man, I'm sorry. Thank you for saying that. Oh, yeah, I am sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy when, when, when it's inevitable, but it's a tragedy when we lose our parents. We never think we're going
15: to do that, that's
14: going
1: to happen, are, do no, we? No, we take it for granted. And then they go and you go, oh, man, abandoned again. What's going on? But so, so, but Mal, where, but so you, you, you're pretty miserable right now, but, um, and I, I can understand that. It sounds horrendous. It, what, what, is, what has... Have you spoken to your son about this?
15: Yeah, but my son's got autism. Right. And I've tried to help him, and nobody else has, but I've tried to help him over the years. I, I've got no one else, Ian.
1: No. No.
15: I just live on my own.
1: With my son. And how how old is your son?
15: He's twenty one.
1: And how does his autism w- w- manifest itself? What does it? I don't want to say it affects him because that's slightly demeaning. But uh, w- how, w- what does his autism? Uh, how does? W- I will say because I'm tired. How does his autism affect him?
15: Well, he wouldn't. Um, How does it affect him? Oh, my God, in so many ways. Um, a couple of years ago, he won't be listening to this, so um, he's not here tonight, so I'm able to talk.
1: Good, okay.
15: He's gone to his dad, but um smashing up the house.
1: Aye, okay. Okay. And the council are unable to to offer you any respite or anything? No, they've told me it'll take uh, months or years. Okay, but have you started the process for that? Because imagine if if, if they said it'll take years and you'd started the process in January 2018, then you might be finally getting the help now. Well, it's
15: not happened here.
1: But have, did you start, did you apply for the help? Yes. Okay. So you started the process. How long ago did you start the process?
15: Asking for help. Um.
1: With the council?
15: About a year and a half ago. Okay.
1: And when was the last time you spoke to them about that, to see how things were going?
15: When, uh. I've only been... I've been out of hospital. I had to go back in. Yeah. My, my my thing is I
9: can't
1: eat. Right. When was the last time you spoke to the council about how things were proceeding about your application for care with your son? When I,
15: when I was in hospital...
1: Right. I think maybe a phone call tomorrow might be... Um, in order, a phone call to the council tomorrow. What do you reckon?
15: I'm not very good at asking for help. You,
1: you're kind of doing it now, aren't you? And you seem to be excellent at doing it. Ian? Yeah?
15: Have you ever... With your... When you've had depression... Yes. Anxiety. Yeah. Did did you ever go through
1: a phase where you couldn't eat? Um. Yeah. I would say I went through phases where I couldn't eat. Yeah. Mm. But I would always make sure I had at least a little bit of toast in the day, and I knew that that phase would pass. Is there any chance that the boy's dad might be able to phone the council? Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you anything, Mal? Anything. Uh, Can I ask you anything and you won't be offended? No. Let's, Let's start this conversation again. Are you being completely honest to me when you say that you have started the procedure to get help from the council to look after your boy a little bit? Have you done that or not? Yes. You have done it? Yes. You filled in forms and stuff?
15: But Lee won't take help. Who won't: My son tough Lee.
1: tough. I've just got one boy. tough he, it's, not, it's not about helping him, it's about helping you. If he won't take it, tough because he's becoming a burden, and I use that word decidedly, decisive. I use that word, I choose that word carefully. he's a burden to you. he's making your life harder. Yeah.
15: But I love him he
1: yeah, of course that. you do, but if he's making your life, I don't know it's a very it sounds like a very complicated situation. Are you able to get help from your from the boy's dad
15: no right yeah, yeah. and he and and he was my husband, and we're still married because we never got divorced, but oh. we don't we haven't lived together
1: no <laughs> but he know. he he can't. How often does the boy go and stay with him?
15: There was nothing set out. We didn't do anything. Legally. No,
1: it's not. No. It's, that's interesting. That's not what I asked. How often does the boy go and stay with him?
15: Whenever he says,
1: mm. sounds, oh, listen, he, no, it says. So listen, Mal. sounds sorry, like. A, no, no, no. It's fine. Listen, it sounds like a very complicated situation. Can I give you a suggestion for tonight? Go to bed. Go to bed. You sound very, very tired, and it sounds like you've got so much on at the moment. Go to bed. When was the last time you saw your doctor? Today. What was that about? If you don't mind me asking, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. What did you see the doctor about today?
15: I came out of hospital last night, Ian.
1: Right. And the question... So what did you see your doctor about today?
15: Do you know what? I wish I could answer that. But all he said was, you'll get your medication. And he was here about three minutes.
1: Hmm. I think you need to l- uh, learn how to ask for help more. Because, here's the thing, <clears throat> no one helps us unless we learn unless we ask for help. I think you need to ask your doctor for help and tell him you're struggling with your boy.
15: I've been struggling for years on well, my own. Well, now's the time to stop it. i never, ever, Ian, I've never, ever turned my back on my
1: son. Maybe you should. If he's smashing up the house, maybe you should. Not just the
15: house, me as well.
1: He's beating you up. Yeah. Then I think you, um... I would suggest that maybe you need to consider turning your back on your boy. Out of love and out of self-protection.
15: I don't
1: care about me. You don't, know, okay, you don't. You care about the boy, right?
15: Yeah.
1: Imagine if he went to prison. Well, no,
15: I'd never, I'd never let that happen.
1: For murdering you. I'm not being flippant when I say that. Imagine he lost his temper so much, he, he killed you. It happens sometimes. I'm not trying to scare you. He'd go to prison for that, right? For a long time. And you wouldn't want your boy to go to prison, would you? No, No, of course not, of course not, of course not. And that is why, I'm not saying this to scare you, that is why sometimes the best thing we can do for the people we love is to step back. Because if he did lose his temper and he did seriously hurt you, not necessarily kill you, but seriously hurt you, he he would go to prison.
15: he hit me with all sorts.
1: I know. He could go to (laughs) prison. If a neighbour reports him... He could go to prison. Yeah, but...
15: I'm not going to let that happen. How I are you going to stop it? I'm going to go to prison.
1: Okay. But you, it may, what I'm trying to say is, and listen, we have to move on, because i got Dave and I've got George, and we've got a break coming up. What I'm trying to say is, it may be out of your hands one day. It may be out of your hands. And here's the, here's the, the thing about British law. Um, if I got really badly beaten up, And I said, well, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to press charges. Sometimes that's not enough and that person will still go to court and could still go to prison. I know what you're saying. My, I really think, I'm not saying you should do this. Please don't think I am. I think maybe you've got to look at taking a step back from your boy and and you can't live like that. That's not fair. No parent... Should any, no parent should have to suffer physical abuse at the hands of their kids. Right. Now, listen. Oh. I have to. I have to move on. Um. I just think you need. I would suggest. I don't think you need. I suggest. Maybe it's time for you to really reassess your relationship with your boy. And think about what is best for him and, more importantly, best for you.
15: And, and I you... I can't get outside the
1: house. Okay, well, so that's what social services are there for.
15: But they're useless.
1: When did you ask them for help?
15: When I came out of hospital.
1: So you, are, you came out of hospital yesterday and you asked them for help today? Yeah. With respect... I don't believe that.
15: Well,
1: no. I, I... Have you got mean, a pen and paper? Because I've got to move on. Have you got a pen and paper?
15: Oh, right. I'm, I'm, I've lost my vision.
1: Okay, all um, right. Well I, suggest, I have, well, I suggest... I suggest... Now, now we're running out of time. I've got to move on. I really suggest... Catherine has... Um, there is an organisation called Refuge... And they are there to help people, primarily women, but to help people who are in violent relationships, whether that be husband and wife or whether it's coming from a child to a parent. Mm
10: -hmm.
1: And I really suggest you give them a call, refuge, and you talk to them about what possible options there are. Yeah, I just, I... Oh. You, 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 I'm going to choose my words carefully, I nearly said allowing, and that's the wrong word. You tacitly condoning your son beating you up is not a loving thing for a parent to do. That is not showing him love. Which is, all you want to do is, I can hear you, you love your boy, all you want to do is show him love. You not standing up for yourself, and I don't mean fighting back, you not standing up for yourself when he beats you up, is not showing him love.
15: I don't want him to have a criminal record. You're not
1: listening to a word I'm saying, Mal.
15: I am, darling. What did I say? You said, me, not... Standing up to my son
1: is not showing love. Right. Standing up doesn't necessarily mean hitting back. Doesn't necessarily mean going to the police. It means looking after yourself. You are not doing that. You are being bullied and manipulated.
10: hmm
1: You are better than that. You deserve better than that. You need help and your boy needs help. So that he doesn't do it to you, and he doesn't do it to anyone else. Imagine if he did it to someone in the street. Boom, he's gone. You don't know that, Mal. Mal, you have no idea if he he will or if he has, with respect. He could be hurting other people, or he could potentially hurt someone else.
15: No, it's, it's it's only me. You
1: don't know that. You don't know that. He's twenty-two. He's a baby. Gets older, bigger, stronger, <laughs> angrier. You have He's to a... be. You have to be the mother, and you have to let him know that his behaviour is unacceptable and is illegal. And there are loads of different ways you can do that. And I think you speaking to refuge would be a great start to letting Ian, him know that.
15: Ian, his father, who, who is my husband, but we haven't been together for 15 years, but his father has got power of attorney over me. Because I can't use now, my... I, now, can't
1: leave I can't get into that. I can't get into that because now it's getting very complicated. That's all irrelevant, right? You need to defend yourself. The best thing you can do for your boy, the best thing you can do for your boy is defend and look after yourself. So that you're still alive for him and that he knows his behaviour is dangerous and is illegal and so that you're protecting other women out in the world, I really suggest you speak to Refuge. They deal with calls like this all the time. You think you're alone, you've, you're the only one going through this. They, they will speak to dozens of people every week about this. I guarantee it. So that's my suggestion, is you give them a call tomorrow. Okay. Alright, listen, I've... I have i I'm going to say I enjoy talking to you, I've enjoyed it, but the subject matter's been pretty... Um, uh, pretty spiky, to say the least. Sorry? Go to bed. No, you've got nothing to apologise for. Go to bed. I
15: am in bed.
1: Good. Well, go to sleep. Switch off your phone. Switch off your radio. Go to sleep. You alright? Alright. Nice to talk to you, Mel. You take care of yourself.
15: Okay, my love. Take care.
1: Bye-bye. This is Talk Radio dead
0: of night discourse for disco queens I'm related to Jed Wood and Dolly Parton. dairy farmers aye, aye. and distant fathers yeah, well. the late night alternative with Ian Lee doing lots of things that we don't know about we can't control on talk radio
1: yes great let's go to Dave oh hang on let's go to Dave Hello, Ian. Hello, Catherine. I've sent a tweet okay. for you. I've sent a tweet to you that's actually meant for David Babcock. So, in the middle of a conversation about five guys, you've got a tweet, uh, which is my idea for a ghost story. So, so I apologize in advance. I'm not going to delete it, Dave. I'm not going to delete it because no, we no. learn from our mistakes. And, uh, so I'm not even, actually, I, I even take the apology back. I don't apologize. You're, you're lucky there. You've got insight it. into yeah. the creative process. <laughs> I feel blessed Good. yeah what you got for us my friend
6: um just a bit of advice was it Stuart the guy who just finished 8 oh, weeks yes. And... yes yes yeah um I was in a similar position. Um, I, and I feel like him, that trying to concentrate on your breathing and all this sort of stuff never works. It
1: doesn't work for everyone. Uh, doesn't work for everyone.
6: No, I, I say this is just a personal what's up here. This is what, you know, I, What I, how I sort of got to the stage, state that I am where I can do most things. Uh, it's not easy, you know, that, that thing about the only way forward is through. You, you know... You've got a white knuckle. The only way of coping with situations is to do them. Um, things like trains, things like public transport in general, or anything. You just have to go through it. But the the one thing I would re- re- um, recommend is telling people
10: mm. whether
6: whether it be your friends or whether it be a perf, per, you know a perfect stranger on a train. If you're feeling <laughs> like a panic attack rising, you just yes. say to someone else, "Excuse me." I, if I, you know, I'm having a panic attack, if if I, you know, if I faint, just uh, don't worry about it. And I, you're and right,
1: I think most people, although the thought of talking to a stranger on a train, I can feel my blood pressure rising, most people, I think, would, particularly in London, mm. it would, it would, be, would be fine
6: with no, that. I, I I had to do it on the train a couple of times, and just perfect strangers. Did you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: go on, what uh, happened?
6: Uh, uh, immediately, something clicks in you, and you suddenly start, it starts going away, because wow, you're verbalising yes. it, and you're talking about it, and it starts flowing away. Because
4: I'm guessing part of the thing is feeling like you're trapped, and you're the only one yeah. who knows what's happening.
6: Exactly. And, you know, you can rationalise as much as you like. We know the panic attack can't hurt you. They're just a natural fight or flight. Bloody bike. you can read that a million times. But... but when you're in the middle of it, it's you know, absolutely terrifying. Um but actually verbalising and, and saying to saying to anybody, you know, sort of look I'm having a panic attack, I'm, I'm gonna be fine but could you just keep an eye on me or just, you know even if you know, yeah, people will people you know people are generally, you know, on the whole nice, you know. Um they will say, Yeah, sure, mate, you know, don't worry about it, you know. Um you know, um, and people are perfectly, and they often say, oh yeah, you know, my friend or whatever. And uh, you know, if you want to, you know, go somewhere, you know, you're going to uh, struggle with it, uh, ask a friend and just explain to them. But most of my friends did, never knew anything about it until I sat down with them and told them about it. And they went, oh, that's why you do that. I said, yes, that's why I do that in this situation. And uh, now, you know, I can go places and do whatever I like really. And, um my mates will look out for me and if anybody else I know that I can just ask someone and they're not going to be and that's you know uh, it's hard to help ask for help because um, uh, you know you feel ashamed in some way and all that sort of stuff all this stupid stuff but asking for help and asking someone just to you know look out for you even if it's someone you don't know you know people are nice and you think <laughs> can I can I
1: run an idea past you go on then right so David Babcock is writing a ghost book right oh yeah Gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. He needs it is a hundred... St-
6: baby, is it? Or, he, needs, he, uh, he
1: needs a hundred stories. <laughs> steady. He needs a hundred stories. He's got to 24 and he's run out of ideas. So I'm right. sending him... By the way, when his book comes out, it's com- it's a real book, he's coming yeah. on the show as a guest, to plug it. So I've just written this. This is my idea for a ghost story. A lady falls in love with a man, but he turns out to be a ghost. Then she dies... And he wasn't a ghost at all. He was just pretending. And she is a ghost. But he's so in love with her, he kills himself and becomes a ghost. But it turns out she hadn't actually died. <laughs> is that good? Yeah. that's, yeah, not- that's good. All right, I'll send that to him. There we go. That's not bad, is it? It's
6: a bit like that. I remember that, um, was that Christopher Reeve film where he falls in love with a woman in a photograph and goes back in time. He oh, convinces himself um, to go a, back in. Something
1: time. in love or something. A terrible yeah, yeah, time yeah, travel yeah. film. Yeah, he goes terrible back in film. time. <laughs> what's the film where I remember seeing it as a kid, these kids go back in time to like an old like manor house, mm-hmm. but then it burns down and they're dying in the fire but the f- trauma of of them being in the fire is enough to bring them back to the present day. What? Do remember that? Anyone? No. No. Yeah, okay. I ring a bell. Okay. All right. I'm just I'm just I'm just asking, guys. I'm just asking.
6: Remember, there's, this, there's an episode of Sapphire and Steel where there's someone trapped in a photograph <laughs> and and some, someone sets it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the episode I remember. The ghost soldier on the platform, yeah, whistling, pack man. up your troubles. Mm. Whoa. Dave. I'm going to move on because we're coming near the end of the show, and I want to speak to Tina. Is that? Do you feel? Do you feel, Dave, customer survey? Do you feel that you have had a big enough bite of this delicious apple?
6: Yes, I, I'd punch the uh, green button to say that I've had a
1: great time. Fantastic, thank you, Tina. Hello, Ian.
14: How are you, my
1: love? I'm fine, Tina. Are you, you're not on. You're not on speakerphone, are you? One minute, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Tina!
14: Ian, I haven't spoke to you, mate. One minute. Okay. One minute. Let me get it out of the package. Right. Start again. Go on, then. Mm.
1: Are you still on the? Are you still on speakerphone? Hello? I'm just turning it off. How long does it take to turn off? It's just a button.
14: Ian, come here, mate. I'm 50. I'm a luddite. are you're 50, you're three years older than me. And I look better than you, Ian.
1: <laughs> Cheeky cow!
14: Ian, I love you, mate. I used to watch you on the right stuff. You're fabulous.
1: Thank oh. you, thank you.
14: I T- was there the day you made your swift exit.
1: Were you the- there that day? Yeah. Oh, oh, Tina!
14: I'm good friends with Matthew.
1: Okay, tell him I to reply a- to my tweet then. The miserable git.
14: Listen, I will. And i i had a few I had a few tweets myself, my love, and a few. Backdoor entries to tell him about what happened. Sorry, day. what?
1: A backdoor entry with Matthew Wright? I feel that we're <laughs> stumbling into territory that was unnecessary.
14: Not, well, I suppose so. My backdoor entry was through his DMs, but I don't think Matthew's adverse to stuff like that. Okay, anyway,
1: anyway, Tina, so what can anyway, we do okay, for you tonight?
14: About, right, you picked the topic. It's either Witherspins spins and a, a, a totally crap day. That I had with my mum who's 89 and she wanted to go to Weatherspoon's and it sounds really boring but it, it leads well, we've to only got life. we've
1: we only got 2 minutes left and I've got George on the line.
14: All right. What? George Galloway, he can wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. I went to Webster's today. My mum, it um she's been incredibly ill for 2 years. Yes. Uh yeah, she was in intensive care and she got the start with Clostridium difficile, and it's a really Disgusting illness. So I'm, I'm they, sure
1: it is, but you're, now you're using Latin words, and the time is slipping away. And I don't want to be disrespectful to your mum. Okay,
14: okay. okay. Mum almost died of the pneumonia, and then she got this.
1: So, I and you took her to I, Weatherspoons. Yes.
14: Listen. But she wished I, she hadn't made it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want. It to We're running out of time, Tina. Okay. I paid for my meal, and then it didn't come, and it, the hours were ticking by. Mum still wanted to stay there. She liked Wutherford's The
1: started. hours were ticking by?
14: Yes. Yes, and she wouldn't leave. So the, the Are you Matthew still on it,
1: speakerphone?
14: I'm not. I promise you, I'm not, my darling. We
1: can't hear a word you're saying. Tina, listen, I'm going to go. Daryl's coming. We've got to go, Tina. Try again tomorrow. Thank you for the old backdoor trick with Matthew Wright. George, we have a minute left. A minute left. Hello, Ian. Hello, George. I'm being told the film is The Amazing Mr. Blunden. Which film? film that I was talking about, George. The Amazing Mr. Blunden. Uh, I've just read it on IMDb. That looks about right.
13: Can I set something up for tomorrow? N- well, no. no. You can tell us
1: what you want to say tonight, and if you want to call us up tomorrow to talk about something, you can call us up tomorrow to talk about something. We're not setting stuff up. I just
8: thought it would be nice
1: to. No, let um, me and Catherine in charge of the show. So if you want to talk about something tonight, you can do. Or if you want to call up tomorrow and do something tomorrow, you'd be very, very welcome. Sounded
13: like a very nice call you had with that young man before midnight. What, what was his
1: name? Uh, Thomas, I think it was. Thomas, yes. Yep. Very nice call. Do a lot of nice calls on the show. Is
13: it, is it? You promised him that everything was going to be all, all right. Yeah, it will be. I
1: promise. Sorry? it and- will be. It's a promise. Yeah, but how can you make such a promise? You don't know. i tell you there, what, you... George. i tell you what, George. Yeah. Get lost. Because he's, a, he's an 11-year-old kid, right? And I know stuff. And I have promised an 11-year-old boy it will be all right, okay? So yeah, do you know you what, George? Know. So you know what, George? It will be all right. Because I have promised an eleven-year-old boy the last call you come on and you say that Prince Charles isn't Prince Harry's dad, and then wondered why we got angry with you and told you to get lost, and now you're phoning up and you are telling everybody that Father Christmas isn't real. Well, I tell you what, George, he is very, very real. I know him personally. I have his telephone number. I have spoken to him many, many times, and no, I will not share his phone number with anybody. Daryl's here. Good evening, Daryl. Hey, you know, I like George. Right, I've got a lot of time for George. You can have him. Sometimes, yeah. You wow. can have him. I
16: have to at three a.m. You can have him. Uh, What's the piss on? kids' dreams. Sometimes you need to know when to not far in the room, when to hold the fart in, don't you? Do you know what no I mean? Know when to sense? hold them.
1: Know <laughs> when to fold them.
4: of yours you could fold up. <laughs>
16: All right, stand that's disrespectful, uh, actually. I don't even know what that means. No, it's solid. <laughs> oh, I see.
4: It's very, hey. very strong in here. Sometimes
1: it happens to us all. Why well, you about to drop one?
16: Uh, <laughs> no, no. I was just referring. It was an, anal- an, an, an analogy. Oh, I see. It's very real to me. Very but, but yes, real George. to me. Thank
1: Are we okay? Are you all right?
16: None of your business. I think Piece it might have trash. been. Okay, thanks. I think <laughs> it might have been the gust of. Willoughby Hall that you were thinking of in the movie. It's
1: the amazing Mr. Blundin. Let, oh, me, you've look already at the, let me look at the of ghost of, of Willoughby Hall. Although I that
16: sounds look. great too. No, it or, bu- or Buxley Hall maybe? Because my producer John is, uh,
1: is like a film John, guy. No, John knows John stuff. John, John's not a movie buff. He's a movie star. He is a movie star.
16: Do put- you know he's been naked in a film? Yeah, I know. I watched it. Was it on, on the public release? Yeah. Oh, he's done a proper film as well,
10: has
16: he? I'm just starting. in I watched it live on the radio the other day. That was good. That was
1: entertaining five minutes. Um... <laughs> the ghost of Hitler. No. The ghost of Boxley Hall. Is that what it is? Um, are you go- thinking
16: Willoughby Chase?
1: Ghosts and a young cadet... Ghost of Willoughby
16: Chase. That's what it is. Is that what it is, Ghost of Willoughby Chase?
1: The ghost? No, I don't know. Maybe
16: not. He's come in with false information. Is this. Is this. Oh, I throw I've throwing this off a bit. I've, right. I think I've ruined your show. Do you know you what? What? It's the amazing uh, Mr. Blunt. It
4: doesn't even matter. Daryl, what's coming does, up on does, your does show? That's what
16: matters. 30 seconds. Uh, bit of Meghan and Harry chat, but we're going to turn it on its head a bit. Are we, are we getting a bit too obsessed? We're going to talk about that tonight. If maybe we've got our priorities wrong. There's a lot of other
1: stuff going on, right? And we seem to be... The Iranians shot down a plane with 176 people on and we're worried about whether two millionaires are going to live here or in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's my
16: point, Randon. I do apologise. No, no, yes. Yeah, so we'll get into that after one o'clock. Uh, also, we're going to uh, learn about the brain that's been found. It's two thousand six hundred years old. Incredible! It's on before two. Oh, well done. Thank you. This is Talk Radio.